This week in Nintendo Main, we have Mike here to talk about games my mom found. Also, we got a new Sonic trailer and a new Pokemon trailer. I got the blood. I got the drive, but don't call it a blood drive. I defeated Tromaville. the rest of the world probably uh welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 200 whoa welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 323 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about new nintendo trailers and retro nintendo things and other things like that and uh, this week we're your hosts i'm trey reed richards confirmed for pokemon violet johnson i'm jeremy you've got mail from ukraine Mikowski. i'm john please sunsoft please knitter and special guest this week. I am Mike, legendary Super Saiyan warrior, Elberton. Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan. There's a reason. I'll, I'll get into it later. Less Your slow, less blonde so than I expected, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little brown right now. So uh, I was on, uh, most just recently, I was on Mike's podcast, uh, Games My Mom Found. And uh, it's uh, you do you do a lot of retro, you've, you've done a lot of retro uh, games and stuff on there. I think I've, I found you through the uh, the Laser Time Facebook yes. group, which is actually one of my favorite groups on there, because everybody's pretty chill, and uh, you don't see a whole lot of, you know, dickishness in the uh, comments and all that. So la- the Laser Time group actually was really nice over the pandemic. It was a fun thing to just, like, look at people being cool and all that stuff. They're actually a pretty good Facebook group. Yeah, I've been in a, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I'm always peddling my wares, and they're actually one that's pretty cool <laughs> compared to some. I mean, I'm in some dumb ones like that, that where like the comments are just stupid, and I'm just I, I don't know. I'm kind of a I'm a comment fiend. I like to just check them, even though I know they'll be awful. I look I look at them all the time, constantly. So it's not great. It's not good for you, but I do it anyway. But uh, yeah, but tell us, uh, tell everybody here on the show and everybody at home about your about your podcast. We are mostly a retro video game podcast, I like to say, but we do we each episode is a review of something. We we review a game, we review a comic art, we review a, a movie, a TV season. We kind of do a whole bunch of different stuff, and some interviews get worked in there too. I'd like to know where does the title of your show come from? <laughs> a long time ago, one of the guys that was no longer on my show that left that. He was one of the founders, but he left at episode 16. His mom found his Game Boy Advance SP and Golden Sun. So it was, and that's how it became Games My Mom Found. It's a really good name. Very nice. It worked out. I always, I always figured that it was, yeah, that it was like, uh, you know, when you, when you move out of your mom's house and you leave some of your games there and your mom is like, hey, uh, you got to take these with you and they bring you, you like come a, get your shit already? A, a basket of games or something. That, that's kind of what I, what I thought. I'm of, trying like, to turn you know. your room into the sewing room. <laughs> Or like That's the guest, what happened to my room? Or, or, or the guest, <laughs> or, or the guest bedroom, or whatever, whatever else you know, where it's like, uh, hey, uh, it's time for you to go. I, I found, I found your old Mario teaches typing game that you left at home. Like that, I that's terrible, and you probably left it there. Most, most of the games that I left at my mom's house were the ones that I didn't really care that much about anymore. You know, it was like, I don't know, like it was like sports games or just random NES games that I just didn't really care that much about playing. I got my whole Super Nintendo Genesis collection still at my parents' house. N64. I need to go pick up one day. It's like um, 
you know, have an, a, a nice storage system. Yeah, like a secure <laughs> storage locker at your parents' it is, house. It is nice, but you got to make sure. Climate controlled. Oh, it's make sure that they know how, how <laughs> valuable those things are. I made the mistake of leaving my boxes at my parents' house, oh. and uh, they did not know. And they burned them. How valuable they were, and they disappeared. <laughs> oh, God. So, oh. It was my fault. They threw them out? The end. Uh, there was a flood. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. those games. The important the, ones um, I have here. Those games oh, yeah. are, uh, for those who can't see the video, they're uh, Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 and uh, Chrono Trigger. I have Final Fantasy 2 up there, too, but I didn't want to. Nice. Yeah. I miss them so much. I had to sell them to pay off a, a big traffic fine. Ugh. Wow. I, I, I just sold mine to pay off rent or something because I wasn't getting that much work at the time. And I sold them for terrible prices. Like it's a, I sold them to like a used game place, like a stack of them for a few hundred dollars. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but I did eBay. So I got a little bit of bidding war on you, my you did, you did better stuff. Mm-hmm. The joke was kind of on them because the Final Fantasy game that I sold to them, the save battery was dead, so you couldn't save on the game wow. at all. So it wasn't so it wasn't that bad. Leave your negative view at Trey Johnson at eBay.net. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't I didn't sell it through eBay. I, I sold it to the exchange. So That's right. Yeah. So I mean that was stupid. And they they still let you go in there, so you're doing okay. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't recognize me, whatever, they don't care. But yeah, it was it, it made me feel a little bit better about fine about selling my final fantasy cartridge because the the saves didn't work anymore. So it's like eh, it's not that it's bad. It's a fairly easy fix for what I've seen. Yeah, well, whatever. It's like I, it's like I need to get a different version of it anyway. And now I have it on the Super Nintendo Classic, so I can there's always emulation so i also have it i think i have it on my um i have a bunch of i mean i have it on my psp i have it on my wii also and virtual console so and chrono trigger as well and all that shit so and i have the ds one also that's the better version which i got which i got for like 20 mm-hmm. bucks brand new when it well it was a few nice. years a few years ago but uh what i mean you, you you play all sorts of like nintendo games on your show like uh you know i was just on one and it's actually available right now so anybody who's listening to this go download it but uh just did an episode about Super Mario Sunshine, which was cool to, to talk about that game. You know, that's a you know, like that's a big point in the Mario history and all that stuff. And it's kind of you know, kind of one that's maybe looked is down this, looked down was on. Was it twenty years this year? Was it two thousand two or was it two thousand two? Yeah, two thousand two because that yeah. was the best year of games. We, we, we <laughs> oh talked, right, right. We, we talked about that. I agree with that, but oh, oh, nineteen eighty six to now <laughs> just seems a lot further away. Well, COVID was you know last twenty years. That's what it feels. That's like. That's true. Yeah. What I mean, what what else? What else have you been playing? Like, do you want to talk about some of the stuff you've been playing, like leading up to your to your new episodes or other stuff sure. that you're doing? There's a couple games that I want to mention. One is my nickname in the opening. I started playing Legendary Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Warriors for Game Boy Color nonstop. Wow! I don't. <laughs> it's not, it's for a, a way future episode, but it's a it's a Game Boy Color game that I'm able to, I download on my phone. I'm just playing it right on my phone. It's a turn based card battler cool. with Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Where you go through the entire saga, they kind of condense it a little bit, but you play different characters, you unlock different characters, and you do all your fights by cards. Hmm. Really strange, but I really, really enjoy it. I don't know why. Is it something along the lines of like Pokemon cards or magic, or is it more like Bite and Kaidos or something like that, where it's like... I'm just like, one card is Kamehameha, stuff like that. You just uh-huh. get cards that are abilities, and you earn points by okay. doing regular attacks to build up your points. And do you? So is there be- a randomosity to the deck still, or do you get to... No, you just have 20 cards and you build okay. a little deck. Okay. So it would been from like what, 99 or so, 2000? Um, yeah, I think it's, I did not look that up, but I think it's 99. I just know my buddy back in high school was playing it on his Game Boy Color. And then I remembered it and I played it too. And then all of a sudden I decided to go back to it this year for some strange reason. So you're playing it emulated or did it get oh, emulated? 
Okay. This will never be. I mean, it's an old. Yeah, it'll never be released. I was. Gonna I wonder say, if it came out around the time of the Game Boy Color uh, Pokemon trading card game. What? What is, what is it called again? A Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan Warriors. Super Saiyan Warriors. Okay. Or Super Warriors. Sorry, I keep calling it Saiyan because that's what I thought it was for years. But okay. It's not. So I was just looking around, like just just poking around eBay just for the hell of it. And uh, Dragon Ball Z Legendary Super Warriors. Is that it? Yes. Is that it? In Game Boy Color. Yeah. You can. I mean, you can get it for like seventeen dollars. Gun cartridge, so but then I couldn't save state. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I cheat the hell out of it. I mean, with, with it being with it being such an obscure title, I mean, you never know. Like some of these will be like, oh, hey, this one's like six hundred dollars or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. because it's all based about anticipating what they're going to do. So you have to make sure you use a avoid card or some other card to mm. deflect their attack, or you'll die like, instantly if you don't. It's kind of cheap. Yeah, and, you know, they kind of like throw in lines of dialogue during the battle. Not in the battle, but in between. But they can't say mm. the word die, so they'll say you you're gonna you're gonna lose, or you're gonna lose. But they won't say die. No. You're going to expire. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but it's yeah. for some reason it's fun to me. You're going to do the opposite of life. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that just, you know, being such an obscure game on Game Boy Color, like especially with the Dragon Ball license, like it might be. You would think so. Might be a little, I don't think most people know rare. about it. It's just one of those strange games that I've always been into. Another game that I played a few weeks ago, but I can't get over how good it was, is Rise of Tomb Raider. The second one in the Tomb Raider reboot. I never, I never played the second one, but I, I like the first one. It's really, really good. There's three, of them. There's three of them, right? I really like the first one. Yeah. The, the first one was on PlayStation Plus, like when I was playing my PS... I had like a... I had a little stint there where I was like really into PlayStation for like a few years. Is that I the guess. one where at the beginning she's like walking through all the bodies? That's the first one. Yeah, I played that one. That's I have that game. on Xbox. The, the yeah. second one is less fighting, more mm. parkour, and more crafty. You do a lot of scavenging and crafting and hunting, and okay. it hit me perfectly when I played, and I couldn't stop. Like I loved it. Does Highly it, recommend it. Are, are the deaths still like super brutal? Like I remember like her getting killed. Like some of them were like, uh like they're like really, really intense in that first. Not one. in this one. They tuned yeah. that. They tuned that down a lot. Yeah, it was. It was almost kind of like too. Mm. It was almost too much. Like you know, yeah. some of it was kind of like mm, I don't know. It was a really gory game for yeah. a Tomb Raider reboot. I was very shocked actually, but it was yeah. fun. Second I mean, one is a lot less, and it also has more of a better villain too. You're going after some mm-hmm. government or some organization, secret organization type thing. Mm. But yeah, I definitely recommend playing if you haven't. And it was free on Epic last winter, so you might already have it if you claim them every every week. Yeah, I, I played the first one. Just uh, I mean, I, I think like pretty much aside from like the very first Tomb Raider and PlayStation, like most of those I played through like PlayStation Plus. Because I remember playing uh, Tomb Raider Underground, right? Is that what it's called? That, that one was okay. Underworld. Underworld, yeah. <laughs> I was getting confused with Tony Hawk Underground. But whatever. Tomb Raider Downhill Jam. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that, that one's better on DS, you know, the Downhill Jam. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I played that, and then I played the first one. And I was like, oh, this game's, this game's pretty cool. And I was, you know, I was watching, like, uh, the Green Arrow TV show, and she had a bow and arrow. And I was like, hey, this is great. This is like, a, this is like I'm Oliver Queen, except not. <laughs> except I'm Laura Croft, but I can pretend. Yeah, I, I always recommend people get in that series. The second one, you don't need to play the first one because it doesn't really connect to it, which is kind of odd, but it's still really good. And one of the last game that I want to mention that I played is I finally played Bloodstained Ritual Tonight recently. Yeah, no, I, I saw you were posting about that. Bad. Did you good. did you get past to the, the two-headed dragon thing? I think that was where I got stuck in the game. Yeah, I, I what I do anytime I play any Metrovania games, I always print out a map at FedEx office and then I laminate it and I have a map of the whole game. Oh wow. From when I play. That's, that's a good idea. That's, oh, that's, that's really cool. That's dedication. I used to work there, so. 
And then you have uh, future wall art. Mm-hmm. I have a few, a whole pile back behind me, but they're just in a pile right now. That's really cool. I never thought of something like that. You laminate it and you like mark on it with a dry erase marker and all that stuff. Oh, no, I get, get one that has those. all like all the secrets already labeled, so I know where everything is. But you can like oh, okay. you can cross gotcha. them off, I guess, when you get there, right? So you don't have to go back. I probably could, but I don't. Right, right. What you sort just of cut off the rooms you you've need. already gone to. <laughs> And well, that game still holds up amazingly. Like I know it just came out a few years ago, but I had a great time playing Bloodstain. I never, I never got through it. Uh, I was, uh, like I said, I got got stuck on the two-headed dragon. <laughs> okay, so that it. was this. I got confused. Okay, Curse of the Moon. This is the three D. Curse one. of the Moon is the the three D one. Okay, yeah, the three D one that didn't run very well on Switch at first. Yeah, I do, I do own oh, that. Official and... the night. Yeah, Curse yeah. of the Moon is the is the old side scroller Castlevania. Yeah, 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 style one. Yeah, I played through the first Curse of the Moon game all the way to the end, and I played the second one, but I didn't beat it. But I played Ritual of the Night is the the regular one, like yes. the the Egovania one that's supposed to be it's supposed to actually be like a Castlevania thing. I played that, and then I got stuck on the two on the two headed snake thing. But it did it didn't run so great on the Switch when it came out. I remember that, but they they it fixed they fixed it. Whatever, they got it a little bit better. So whatever. But no, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying that. Yeah, so you got a lot. I so you got a lot of Nintendo like stuff. Like down the pipeline, like I don't yeah, know, it, I don't want to like spoil too much for the show, but I, <laughs> I saw that you're doing like you know original Legend of Zelda and like Perfect Dark and like all, all sorts of all sorts of stuff like that. And I go through my phases where I pick and choose stuff. Some of this stuff has been on my list for years. I've been meaning to get to, but I had other co-hosts and we would all do different picks. And now that everyone's left but me, so I do all the picks now. So I just kind of knock stuff off my list. But now you can have guests and stuff, you know, all the time. I mean, I know that that can be its own like uh, that can be its own stress as well, like trying to find trying to make sure and find people for every show and all that stuff. It goes pretty well, actually. I've been pretty fortunate. I think I think the first thing that I saw that would that made me like take a look at it was that you're doing an episode about uh X-Men uh, Mutant Apocalypse. I think that was the first time <laughs> I I commented on that because I used to play the shit out of that game and I still so have I still have like a you know, like certain ways that I would, you know, order order of beating the characters or like how I'd play through it and all that stuff. And that game's great. It has an incredible soundtrack too. So that was one that I was like, oh yeah, that one's that one's really really good. It's a good game. It was. I was glad to say it's still fun. I mean, what was uh, what was like one of your favorite games that you returned to, or like ones like topics that you did on your show? Uh, we haven't released it yet. It won't be out until next month. But I finally replayed the Bouncer for PS2. Oh yeah, the first uh, Square game for PS2, right? I really, I still like that game. Even though it's not a very good game, I still really like it. There was something about that game where it was like, it was kind of a beat-em-up, but kind of not, right? Like, what yeah. kind of genre would, would you put it in? It is a beat-em-up just with RPG elements to it, and lots I, and lots of cutscenes. I never I a, never even heard of this game. <laughs> Most people have. Are you literally you just a bouncer? Yes. I guarantee <laughs> you heard of it when PS2 first came out, because it was like... I didn't. I mean, well, I mean... It was like it was like a Square's big launch game for the PS2. I, I remember the... That makes I, sense. I remember the PS2 launch being really weird, and there wasn't really anything to play. Like, and I remember people having it, and I just remember these, like, games that kind of sucked. It was the, uh, the boxing game was really fun. I remember that one. Ready to rumble? Yeah, yeah. There was a mech game on there that that wasn't very good, or I don't know. Armored Core for PS2. I, I, I don't remember. I just remember somebody playing it at, in the dorm, like at the dorm that Jeremy and I were at. I was like, oh, Dark hey, Cloud was pretty early. There's PS2. That's a good game. I like it. But I wasn't really when I played it last. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with any of it right off the bat. But I mean, that was like the same time that Majora's Mask had come out, so I was pretty much. <laughs> Just playing that. Wasn't Smuggler's Run pretty early on? I remember it, but I, I can't remember if it was early or not. Yeah, I don't know if it was launch. Yeah. I don't know because I didn't really get I played a little bit of the PS2 in my college dorm, but you know, that dates me. But 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't own one. Or I, mean, I, I didn't I, have <laughs> access to one until many years later. I mean, I, I already, you know, I already threw you under the bus that then because I said that we were both at the same dorm with, with the PS2. So showed, when uh, Majora's Mask came out, yeah, yeah, showed our age there. I was in college uh, when the N64 was still releasing games. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, mean, that, I was in college when uh, Ocarina of Time came out. Which, how old is that now? Uh, over twenty some years. Yeah, older than like most college students. Older than dirt, <laughs> I think technically. I guess uh, according to IGN. Uh, Armored Core Two was was a was a launch title for for the place. Okay, you were right. So, Mike. So there you go. Okay, I have a copy of it randomly somewhere on my shelf behind me, just because never played it, never will. But I own copies of multiple Armored Core series. You got to buy games that'll go at the beginning. You know, some A games. <laughs> at one point, I did with my 360 collection. <laughs> I would just buy stuff to fill letters at times too. <laughs> I have way too many 360 games. I mean, if you ever, you know, if you ever run out of. Uh, ideas for the show you can always just go back to a i guess <laughs> start with, even, even though i don't start see grabbing stuff off the show I, I don't see i don't see that happening like it would just i mean there's too many games there's too many games that exist in the world to be like is do you have a do you have like a system to it where it's like where you want to go like more for retro like does it have to be a certain amount of time old or anything like that for you to for you to get into it or is it just like anything's anything's uh, on the playing field when I first started, I was trying to do anything that wasn't current gen, or I was trying to go retro like anything at the time before Xbox One, before 360, but that didn't last long. Now it's just depends on how long a game is. I try to switch up and have something shorter, something longer, so I don't burn myself out and hate life for a yeah. week or two. So <laughs> well, that's happened before. And, it, and it's got to be hard. To, I, mean, I don't know how many of the of like RPGs you've done, because some of those would, Few. Be, would be hard, because it's like, how do you get somebody to dedicate like 60 100 hours to something or at least like or yourself dedicated to the, you know like some of these are ridiculously long well since i do i have different guests now i'm able to like i try to vary and put stuff in where i have someone will join me that's only interested in this type of game so they won't have to play anything for weeks on the show and then i'll do short games around that time to kind of make myself be able to finish an rpg in time i've done a few like chrono trigger final fantasy 6 I mean, those i mean i think chrono trigger's kind of short though right like compared to some of the newer stuff isn't it around it like is. thirty or forty hours, something like that? Less you can that. beat it in under thirty for sure. Yeah. Probably twenty. Because I, I know, yeah, I know, I know the game perfectly. Because so because I, I think Final Fantasy yeah. VI. I mean, I thought Final Fantasy VI was like so long when I first played it. I have the a kid, uh, Super Famicom card in like fifty hours. I yeah. think at least. I, I have the Super Famicom card of Chrono Trigger, and I was actually having a lot of fun, like seeing how far into the game I could get without looking up like what they were telling me. Oh yeah, like Japanese, the NPCs are speaking yeah. Japanese, but. For the most part, I still kind of remembered where to go, but maybe the jerky, the jerky part wouldn't have worked out without. No, that would have been hard, probably. <laughs> I don't think e- even in English that would have worked out without a guide. That part's stupidly hard because it doesn't make sense. Nope, but it's optional, so you don't have to do it. <laughs> I actually had it in my inventory, if I remember correctly. I just didn't note it. Like, oh, 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 the beef, no, the the mm-hmm. the legendary beef jerky, which I talked about <laughs> on the show before, like how I got stuck on it, like even on the English which version. Which you buy at like one of the boat places yes the snail shop yeah uh, i I just uh, i remember i just kept trying to keep going back in time to the i kept going to the prehistoric era and you could only go so far and it would just stop you know so then i'd like leave and then i'd go back and go to another area and like nothing would progress until the fucking jerky that i had to find to give to the whatever other guy and give to his ancestor so then when you go into the future he's not greedy anymore yeah it's it's just was like some dumb it's like it's the jerky effect i think that i've referred to it before on this show where it's just like one dumb thing that that sticks i think this came out around Jerky boys are really popular, so probably. 
had something to do with it. Maybe I'm sure. I'm sure the Jerky Boys were real popular <laughs> in Japan. I mean, I'm they sure, got I'm Slash sure, and Z sure, uh, and Ozzy. I'm sure Yuji Horii was, was like really was really into that. Yeah, Cold <laughs> Jerk was the big dance at the time, right? I, I, oh yeah, I, I doubt it. But only in the shower. <laughs> Ew. That's all I've been playing recently. So is, there, is there anything else you want to talk about uh, on that aspect, on games or your show or anything like that? Oh, oh no, uh, I let, covered most of it. Before, I mean, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it at the end also. But, you know, just off the top here, how does every, how can everybody find you for that? Oh, they can find us. If you Google me, you'll find me anywhere. I'm on all podcatchers that you could use. Game my mom found just one word. Or if you if you search it with because I when I when I first made it, I screwed up and didn't put spaces in the name. So it's all one word now. But you can find it either way. There's an we're So it's games plural or games singular? Games plural. Games games my mom found. Okay. Yeah. You can find us either way. Google will pull you to us easily. Yeah. I made enough stuff at this point that it pulls right to us. Nice. Yeah, Over three hundred thirty episodes at the at this time. Damn, you're you you you're, you're beating us. We're like what three hundred twenty three. Well, number wise, I'm only a hundred and seventy seven, but I do tons of extra content. Oh, okay, yeah. You have, you, have, you have a Patreon too, right? Yeah, What's it's the, mostly just I, it, I do a monthly poll. That's it. Is it the same <laughs> thing like uh, Patreon.com slash uh, yeah games game my mouth phone game mouth phone? Okay, cool. Yeah, I could put a link to that on here. Is there a, would it be best for people to reach you through Patreon, like if they wanted to like request something you covered or something like that? Uh, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, okay. Instagram. I'm on everything. Just games my mom found, and I'm the guy that runs all the social media, so you'll find me. <laughs> and if you can't remember what the website was, ask your mom. She might remember. <laughs> she might have found it on your, yeah. on your phone or something. No, no, I yeah, no. It, it's a it's been a it's been a fun it's been a fun podcast to be on and all that for sure. Perfect Dark is gonna be very interesting. We when we go back to that. Thankfully, that game's not that long. So no, it's really. I'm surprised how short that game is. Yeah, because it's only you know. Well, it's 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 meant for you to play through it in multiple, you know, and all that. So yeah, I don't see that happening. But yeah, you, you just have you you just have to play through all of the single player multiplayer stuff before you have to be on the show. I'm kidding. That's that's what's really really long. Like all, all those things. And I, it, it's not the same. Like I I, I want to try the multiplayer, but I'm missing the Mountain Dew and a bunch of friends sitting around a 64, so it won't yeah. be the same. Well, they have there's like single player. <laughs> there's like actual like yeah. single player missions that you can do also on there that are oh, like man. they're like multiplayer, but it, there's but it's like a whole another like single player mode. And hmm, I don't think I remember. That. And I played. I remember bots. I played through a lot of that. Like well, it's just like you know you would go from like mission to mission to mission to mission, and it would change, and they get really really hard towards the end. But I played a lot of that shit, and I don't think I got all the way through because towards the end it gets really 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 hard. But sometimes occasionally like a the computer gets stuck to a wall or something like that. And you can, you can kill them and get out of there. And there's like glitches and stuff that, that happened with it that, that helped me get through it. But oh, it's, it's dumb AI. Yeah. You can, you can screw them and make them just do nothing. I've watched, <laughs> you know, it'd be a really good idea is, um, scented candles that are like Mountain Dew, like sweaty friend, like Doritos, sweaty friend candle. I'm sure you can, like of, light them all. I'm sure a lot of people your, are going to buy that. <laughs> make a little shrine with your N64 and your CRT. Yeah, like candles around it. I want, I want, we're going to light sweaty friend and uh, that one dude chewed tobacco. So going to light my school candle. I want somebody to make, to hang out with. I want somebody to make, <laughs> to make me a picture of like what the advertisement is for a sweaty friend candle. Is the Freddy it smells better than the sweaty enemy candle. Sweaty, sweaty friend candle that you can. Uh, yeah, no, I would. Uh, yeah, I would not want that. Thankfully, my uh, friends that I hung out with, I don't. I didn't think smelled bad. Like at least uh, video games don't remind me of. Uh, if you don't have fr- a friend that smells bad, well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think I tried to stay away from most of those. Maybe or maybe I was the smelly one. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, let's continue to talk about what we've been doing.
doing and playing for the week. Um, we got a, there was a company, I think it's called Charles Games. They sent us a code for a game called uh, Attentat 1942, which is uh, which is like a story about World War II and Czechoslovakia and all that stuff. And I've been, I've been playing it just to, uh, you know, to see what it's like and all that. And it's like an interactive documentary. It's like a FMV game. You would enjoy it, John. It's cool. Um, it's oh, cool. You, uh, it's basically like uh, the story is like your grandfather was went to a concentration camp in Czechoslovakia, and you're trying to like dig around to see like what happened there. So you interview you interview your grandmother. You interview other friends of his that are still alive that were that were took place in that. And the interviewing part is kind of is the game in itself because if you ask the wrong questions. You may like the the interview may end too soon, and you won't actually get the information that you're trying to find. So it'll let you like repeat the the interviews again to to try to like rework the questions and stuff like that. That does sound cool. So it's a FMV game. It's it's actually I, filmed I, the footage on stuff. Yeah, no, it is it is it is actually film footage. So it's I would say it's like an FMV game, but it kind of feels like an interactive documentary. Like like imagine you're the interviewer in the documentary, and you have to choose the way you approach certain things to get like specific answers and everything kind of and everything kind of gets saved in like a glossary encyclopedia or whatever that you can look up and like re but it and there's a lot of like research that's in it as well it's it's almost like a there's the there's the present day stuff that's the documentary but there's also past stuff that take place in the 40s which is portrayed like in a comic book style thing with like uh panels and stuff like that and that's kind of more like a point and click adventure where you actually kind of got it point and click and go through stuff like there's a part where where like the you know the gestapo shows up to like uh you know to like shake you down or whatever and you have to hide your leaflets or whatever you know your stuff that says you're anti-german german germany and all that stuff there was one part that was really interesting where i was playing like their next door neighbor i guess who worked for a paper who ended up having to write like pro-german pro-nazi shit and you actually had to write that you, you kind of have to like write that article in the game like that was really weird like uh that's you, really weird you, what's I mean, this game called again it's called a 1942 it's uh, it's available for Nintendo Switch. It's been out for a while and other things. It won a whole bunch of awards and all that. And um, I don't know. We had some. We have some friends. Do you in- know where the uh, developers based from? I was gonna say we we have friends in Poland who have sent us okay. stuff before. So I thought that maybe it was through that because they just kind of they just kind of sent it to us out of the blue. You know, it was like, hey, mm, we want you to check so. this out. And I promised that you know I told them that I would mention it on the show and all that stuff. And I I finally finally got around to playing it. Sorry, it sorry it took a minute, but. I've been, you know, pretty strapped for time. I'll have to look into that because, you know, I normally I'm pretty uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable playing World War II games because my grandparents were yeah. in World War II. My grandparents were that, in that was that was kind of part concentration of concentration camps and yeah, that was kind of like, part of why I didn't get around to it as soon because yeah, it is like touchy subject. But I feel like the way it's portrayed right. is really cool and interesting. Right. It seems like the whole thing of um, you being someone in present day looking into your grandfather's history that might be a more sensitive in. You know, versus say a Medal of Honor game where you're you're starting out on the beaches of Normandy and you're given a gun and you're just running around shooting people. It seems like maybe this is a bit more reflective. This, yeah, I mean, this is definitely much much different than those games. Like, I don't, I mean, it's not Medal of Honor. I don't, I don't care for uh, Medal of Honor or Call of Duty. Or I actually kind of like Medal Code of Honor, Code of Honor or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. It was. I like the low tech, like the low tech weapons in the first Medal of Honor. It was pretty fun. I mean, they that... had the potato mashers. Those were cool. It, I feel like it was a dark time when it was when just like every every first person shooter game was like a brown ass game that took place in World War II. <laughs> it was like completely <laughs> devoid of color and Germans. 
Oh, I was like, yeah, that was a sad time for me because I like first-person shooter games a lot, but not those. I prefer the weird, like, you know, demon sh- demon slaying sci-fi type stuff. But there was this hor- horrible pi- part in uh, video game history where everything was World War II, and it was like, come on, I don't miss that. I got real tired of it real quick. But yeah, call 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 of honor. War makes money. Whatever. Even Duty. sixty years after the fact, 70, 80 years after the fact, that game really has my interest. I'm gonna have to Google it. I tried Googling, but I failed with the name again. But I love World War II stuff, so that really has my interest, what you're talking about. Maybe we could spell it out for people. It's a, it's here in the notes A-T-T, under trade. Right? E-T-T-E-N-T-A-T, 1942. Yeah, I think it's... I, I believe that the name is actually from, like, a newspaper that that you, that you was that came out at the time in the country, like, at, at Tentat. It's, like, the... Is where... Um, or at least it was on the cover. But yeah, it's a, yeah, A-T-T-E-N-T-A-T. Is what it's called, and it's it's got it got a lot of it got a lot of good reviews, like won a bunch of awards and stuff like that. But it's available on Switch now, so you know you can check it out. And it's it's a very interesting game. Like it's much different than than other ones. Yeah, where you wrote anti-German here, I could not figure out what that word was. It was like anti-tiger, a, a tiger man. Like I couldn't figure out that word where you wrote it. In the <laughs> yeah, <notes. laughs> yeah, it yeah. looks like yeah. There was a there was a mini game tiger man. There's a mini game. One of those you, weird yeah. German experiments, you know, that were going on. <laughs> tiger, tiger man. There, there's a mini game where you have to like. Where where, you, where they're basically they explained about how people had to throw out anything that showed that you're anti-German that type of thing, mm. even including like I guess I didn't know this, but a big thing was uh, weapons was having like uh, weapons in your house, like even ones that you had inherited from like your from like your ancestors who had fought in wars or whatever. Even if you had weapons that had no wep- had no bullets in them or whatever, oh. they considered that they they could like take they could basically arrest you and, and have you executed for so that. you're just for, looking for people for, for owning a gun like world, that type of thing been in world war one yeah yeah and well and also it was like stuff that you know that was like pro like czechoslovakia or like ant you know anti-german whatever it, it was just interesting to look at like you know to be like oh well you know well, what would they think of this like well this this says this so maybe they'll you know and, and it even talks about like you end up throwing away your gun and they said that people found like piles of guns like just all over the place like all over town just because everybody's throwing out their guns out of fear of being arrested because of having wait was this in texas oh no i'm just kidding no, well i mean <laughs> I mean, these are like any yeah. guns are being thrown out in Texas. So. Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. But I feel like there's a place you can go in Texas where there's just piles of guns. It's got to exist. Yeah, they hand them out to you whenever you buy a burger at the Burger King or whatever. <laughs> what a burger! What a gun! You know, you start a bank account and they give you like ten guns. It's like here, here, go shoot somebody. No, uh, no, it, it's a cool game. It's definitely worth taking a look at. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's very long. I think you can get through it in like four hours or something like that. But. If you're interested in a in a quick game, or you want to just you know learn some shit about Czechoslovakia in the in the 40s, it's cool. And I think the presentation is cool with the uh, with the documentary style stuff. And there's like, and it's really cool, like how it like how you you have to like try to approach people in a certain way. Like there's this one guy I was trying to talk to, and you like call him, and if you say the wrong thing, he'll just automatically hang up on you. So you have to like find a new way to go to his house to get him to actually pay attention to you and stuff like that. And it's kind of you have to say Guten Tag. No, it's just they're uh, not anti-German. Like the way you word it, if you ask him about the past, he thinks that you're like from a newspaper or something, so he hangs up on okay. you. But then later, when you explain like how you know him and all that, and there, there's some there's some depth to it in that way, which I think is pretty cool. So check it out. Also, because of uh, you know, because John's because of John's Pac-Mania, I guess Pac-Mania is uh is contagious. Uh, I got the Pac-Man Museum Plus for Nintendo nice. Switch, which just came out. What is this? 1981. 
I mean, there's a lot of games on there that aren't from then. But yeah. no, I, I mean, uh, Pac-Man Museum, Museum Plus was something I was looking into because it has like, you know, it has like this virtual arcade that you walk around with, kind of like Animal Crossing. You can decorate it however you want. You can get different skins for your arcades, and there's it's like a really cool a, idea. There, there's there's like uh, goals that are that are associated with each game that you can like unlock coins to buy like extra shit with and stuff like that. It has its own like little mini game in there, which I like, like games that have their own little like achievement systems and, and all that stuff. I like that for for these collections, which were getting old and tired about you know 15, 20 years ago on the PS2. They all kind of looked the same, and I think that having an arcade, you can build up uh, that's a pretty cool idea you know more of these collections to try these kinds of things to make it not not just here's a menu with a bunch of games on it but make something cool that ties all the games together like that that's that's a very cool idea there, there's some really i mean there's some really cool stuff that's in there that um that i think is worth it just the, just the price for like number one um the pac-man championship edition one is in there which is not available on anything else on nintendo switch the only one you can get is Pac- pac-man championship edition two so i thought that was cool that's available in the museum plus which isn't isn't available anything else and another thing to like uh, encourage you to play all the games like some games you'll have to play you have to play one game like two times to unlock another one so you do actually have to play all the game all the games in the arcade to get to get everything unlocked so have you played them all no i haven't no i haven't played them all yet i'm interested in your thoughts on 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 a couple of them well, I played I played Pack and Roll, which is like or Pack and Roll ex, uh, Deluxe or whatever it's called, which is actually a, it's like a newer arcade version of the 3D of the DS game, which I actually had the one where you kind of like had the virtual trackball with the touchscreen and all that. Like I, I remember playing that game, so I did play that one, and I, I remembered a lot of the. Uh, levels being similar there was one i don't remember which one it was but it was one of the newer pac-man games on there but i beat it i got all the way to the end like i I saw the credits so i did get i did partially beat one of the games on the pac-man museum so that's cool nice what was that game like maybe we can figure out the name it was like pac-man but it looked like a visually updated pac-man like it looked like it had come out not that long ago and and the only reason that i was able to beat it is that it lets you you can you can continue like you can you can you can throw another coin in and keep going. So that's so I basically did that until I beat the whole thing. There is a lot of Pac Man out there. Yes, there is. Was it the isometric one? No, no, it's it's straight on. Well, speaking of Pac Man, have you ever played Pac Man World? The three D one? <laughs> yes, I, I did. I play I played a little bit of it. It's a Pac Man arrangement, is what it's called. Oh, interesting. Weird, weird name. Yeah, sounds like a music piece. Yeah, Pac Pac Man arrangement, and it's uh this here. I mean this. I don't know if you can see it. That's, that's what it looks like. Looks like Pac-Man. I've seen that before. Yeah, that's, I've seen that ROM before. That's one. That's one that I beat because you can continue whenever. It looks kind of like Lego Pac-Man a little bit. Kind of, I guess. I mean, it's like you know, the, they look kind of fully rendered. The characters do, and the ghosts and all that stuff. And that's one. And I unlocked a bunch of shit from that. But there's like a there's like a gotcha machine as well in the game where you can, where you can get little um get little figures and whatnot. But a lot of them I just you know I played like Pac-Man one like just for a second. I played Pac-Land. Because of course that's on there. It's like a lot of the stuff that's on John's is on there, but there's these newer versions of Pac-Man on there, which is what I was into. There's even like yep. a, there's even like a Pac-Man Tetris style game in there. There's like a, there's like a Pac-Man. Uh, oh right, puzzle game that, that was on uh, Super Nintendo. Right? Yep. So I mean, it, it was stuff like that. It was like the kind of the weird versions of Pac-Man that I was interested in, and like I liked like the Pack and Roll and stuff is, is in there, and yeah. 
it's it's you know it's it's like it's like twenty bucks and you get and you get a decent amount of Pac-Man games in there. We we actually we broke it all down on the Slack. Probably should have just copy pasted that to our uh, notes so we'd remember <laughs> everything that we talked about about that because because it was more fresher in my mind at the time. But no, I mean it, it was cool. Like it it was a good it was a good podcast game. Like I've been I don't know you, you know I, we had like a three hour plus uh, Patreon episode that I had to edit so that took a lot of time so <laughs> i was playing pac-man while i was doing that you know i don't know how you play a game edit at the same time sir i do not understand i've tried to figure it out too it's, I haven't it's, pro- it's, it's a process i mean i watch tv and edit all the time i understand that but not yeah. playing a game basically i can't even do that basically what you do is you what you need to play a game that's that you can easily that you can pause at any time or, or set down without anything happening like animal crossing was a perfect game to edit and, and uh play to because you can just set your controller down whenever you got to do whatever you got to do and nothing happens you know your character just stands there so if it's any time-based thing it's kind of harder but yeah no i just play the game and i just listen to it in my head until i hear something that i don't like and then i pause it and then i go back and switch it and then i play it again and listen to that's how I do it. Can't do that. I think Listen. I get a little obsessive about the editing when I do it. You need maybe. you need to not. I mean, you need you need to let some of it go. Otherwise, it'll take way way too long. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Recently, it also makes it sound a little more unnatural if you don't leave in certain. I used to cut like every like every breath that we took out of everything, and that took like eight hours. I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I I still do. I, I cut out anytime like where the microphone just picks up like the the sounds your mouth makes i cut those out i cut out ums i cut out spaces well i, I do that too but i mean i had to draw the line of like when, like when you're talking when you're just saying something and you like breathe in between words i'm fucking leaving that in there i take that out too i know but it takes <laughs> forever too. to take all out of there that's why i'm like fuck it i'm not, I'm not well eventually you you see the shapes of it do you do it in a what program do you use uh mike audacity yeah, so yeah, I do too. too. I'm sure it's similar, but like you just see the shapes and mm-hmm. eventually you recognize those as ums and uhs. And I can just look at stuff and be like, oh, I know. I don't even need that. Even... Yeah. <laughs> but then it might be something. But I, don't, I couldn't do something gotta, else at the same time. But you still got to listen to You still got to listen to all of it to like make sure you might have accidentally said something that was uh, that was important that was under your breath that you needed you know to, what i don't know i feel like i have to listen to everything because i might you know might no i, I do might that have too, not be sure. i i mean I'm, I'm like i'm like well that's an um and then i listen to it as an um and then i take it out but i don't just automatically take it out when i was doing the hour and a half episodes while you were gone trey or they were like less than an hour and a half those three episodes i edited like they still took me probably eight or nine hours to do yeah, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how it took that long for an hour. I guess you were getting really detailed. Maybe you listened to it over and over again or whatever. I, I well, was just, I wanted. I wanted to impress you. I give it one. I give it a one through, and then I wanted. The when I get to the end, I'm done. When I'm when I'm done with it. When I'm when I get to the end of it, I'm like, all right, it's over. I'm done. I'm not listening to it again. I yeah, actually I care mostly about the music, but oh yeah, you yeah, know how I see, it feels. yeah, I heard you guys had music. I was listening to one of your episodes recently. You had Sonic Adventure two in the opening. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that was like mm-hmm. last episode. Yeah, because we watched uh, Sonic the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic, yeah. Sonic two I love the that movie. Song. Yeah, I had a coworker asking us about that episode because she was listening to it, and she's like, "What did you think of Sonic two the movie?" I was like, "I didn't see it." <laughs> <laughs> haven't either so i'm in the same boat <laughs> hey i only watched it because i have paramount because i have paramount plus that's why I and i didn't it. watch it because i don't have paramount plus yeah i watched it because i subscribed for one day to paramount plus and then i canceled it right after watching <laughs> that's a true fan yep <laughs> you should watch those new star trek episodes man the, the brave new worlds is so good that's like the best new star trek show i think they've ever done i love star trek and i have not touched any of the paramount stuff you're not a real star trek fan then. i'm, I'm kidding oh, that, 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 that's that's why <laughs> harsh that, words no I, I'm, blows I'm, already I'm, I'm i'm joking but no but that's but that's why i've hung on to paramount plus is because i mentioned it last week but 
they've done really good with their Star Trek game. Like they, there's a new Star Trek episode out every week, and they've been doing this for like the past year. So that's why <laughs> that's why I kept it. There's some really good shows in there actually. Uh, I highly recommend. I already said highly recommend Brave New Worlds. Also, Star Trek Prodigy was really good, and Star Trek Lower Decks. It's fantastic. Those what are is, the those are the other. I think two it's cool they let Aldous Huxley shows. Aldous Huxley write uh, a Star Trek series. Is Brave New World one with Pike? Yeah, as the captain. Okay. I've heard no, people, no, I've no, no. It's not Brave New World. It's Strange New World. Strange New oh, World okay. because it's taken from the from the you know from the opening of the original series. But no, the yeah the Pike one. The reason it's so good is because it's actually gone to gone back to the original formula of the original Star Trek series, where it's like Planet of the Week, Alien of the Week, and I fucking love that. I feel like I don't know. I don't like that. That's my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing about Star Trek is the is the like it's a new thing and we're going and trying to help people and not fight and all that and it, then you get it's, callbacks. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they fought the, they fought the Gorn last last week. So that was oh, really cool. okay, that that's cool. I mean, the Gorn's awesome. I mean, you, you haven't seen them yet. They haven't actually shown what they are, but they've already talked about the history. I just of the, don't the know Gorn how anybody could be worse than the Borg. Honestly, that's nobody what I'm is stuck. really. I mean, the Gorn, but the Gorn, man, they're fucking, liz- they're fucking lizard people. Come on. <laughs> Are they like uh, Cardassians and Romulans combined or something? No. No, I mean, neither of them existed when the Gorn were created. So, I mean, <laughs> the Gorn, you could say that they all came from the Gorn. So the Gorn first. are like bioengineered. I mean, they're fucking lizard people from the original series. They're they also in Enterprise in one episode. Were they? Correctly. Yeah. They, I mean, the only one I know is Arena. Like one of the best episodes ever, where where uh, where Kirk makes a bazooka out of like a part of a tree and some chemicals or whatever. <laughs> I don't like the original this is, series at all. That's uh, what inspired MacGyver. The original. I mean, I, I'm one of those weird Star Trek people that loves the original series, but not really. I still can't else. get into it. I've tried. <laughs> it's hard. It's so good. I love it. I mean, but that's. I but I also can't watch Deep Space Nine. I really want. To oh, you're, that's like the best one. That's yep. what I hear. I really need to watch it. The, the, yes, it's the, on Netflix still. I mean, the, took I've off watched all, I say I've watched all of TNG and I've watched all of uh, I mean, months, Voyager. I, I think much like Next Generation, it doesn't get good until like the third season. I thought Next oh, Generation nice. was good the whole time. Season two, Deep Space Nine gets really good. I think. I mean, those first, bit those first couple of seasons were like were like third season original Star Trek. Like really, Next bad. Gen, the first season is rough. It's awful. <laughs> I think Deep Space <laughs> Nine. To me, I just get it. like. A little claustrophobic when I watch it because they're they just on the space station. Yeah, they, they they get a ship later. Yeah, and they they start going a lot of places once at a certain point. They get a ship, but this is who got to reel it back a little bit on our. Star- <laughs> I start talking about Star Trek on Paramount. <laughs> this this all came from from Pac Man. Yes, yes, that makes sense. So Pac Man. <laughs> no, I don't know how. But well, yes. it came from uh, Sonic. We were talking about Sonic, which is on Paramount Plus. Is how we got to that. And how Paramount Plus is totally worth it. I think no matter which <laughs> Star Trek that you like, you should. I think everyone will enjoy Lower Decks because I think it's just not Lower a mountain I'm awesome. yet willing to climb. You put it on while you edit. That's what I did. Yeah. Watching the whole series that way. It's probably better with the sound off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I finally, I finally put the put the money down on that game that you know we've all been waiting for for so long. I bought Taxi Chaos finally. The uh, the wannabe crazy taxi game on Nintendo Switch. And uh, it was on sale for $12. I thought that was a decent price for it. It, it came out at $35. So I was never going to pay that for it. But I finally threw down on it. And uh, it's pretty much exactly what I thought it would be from the from the reviews. Um, it's, you know, it's fun in the crazy taxi sort of way. There's a weird thing about it. And maybe, maybe this was the same on crazy taxi, but I didn't think it was. Normally in crazy taxi, when you're almost out of time, when you pick somebody up, don't you automatically get all the time? that it would take for them to go to the place and your time gets extended, right? Isn't that yes. how it normally works? Well, this game doesn't do that. It only gives you... So when you... you're running out of time, you 
and you pick it somebody just, up, it just hits zero and you're it out. Gives you, it gives you some time, but it doesn't give you the full amount. That you so if some if you pick somebody up and you have to drop them off at a museum or something in forty five seconds, it'll give you like twenty extra seconds instead of like the whole forty five seconds, which is like oh that's dumb. I was like, isn't that no, the, you're never gonna make it? That's I, stupid. I was like, isn't that the point that like you keep picking up people and the idea is for you to like have a really really long run, like like you're playing Tetris or something like that, you know that type of thing. So that was a major disappointment on there. Not to mention like in order to unlock the cars and stuff, you have to play this pro mode, which the pro mode is basically you have to play Crazy Taxi and have the entire you have to have the entire city memorized you basically play the game without any direction whatsoever yeah and it's damn near fucking impossible like Like a real taxi driver it's like how the fuck are you supposed to know that but what's really cool is you can jump so there you go they they brought that in crazy taxi taxi driver you can jump really high and you can jump over stuff so that's kind of cool and the game looks good and it runs well but as far as like replayability it's actually worse than the original crazy taxi in my opinion, but you know what? I, I took a I took a knife for it or whatever. I took a took a sword for that yeah. one for the podcast, just because I really want to know what it was like, and I want to say that don't bother. Is <laughs> what I learned. <laughs> don't bother with that game. It's a shame because it looks really good and it plays really well. It just has really dumb like really dumb developer decisions in there. You know where it's like it's like I, it's like I want to I want to unlock all these other fifteen cars. Like I would do that and play the game and keep doing that if I could. But in order to do that, I have to play this fucking pro mode that's impossible to play. So it's like. I don't know. That's annoying. It, it doesn't really let me unlock stuff. As I was saying earlier, why I like the Pac-Man game thing. I like games where I can unlock shit. I always want to be able to unlock stuff that you know that keeps me going with the game. So, so that's that. It was crazy taxi for real. Yeah, except for I mean nowadays, I mean you can use GPSs and stuff like whatever. I, I tried. I was hoping that maybe the people that you were driving would like maybe point point to you where to go because sometimes they point, but it didn't really help. I did try to pick somebody <laughs> up and then drive them somewhere, and yeah, they they didn't help me out at all. They, they were not pointing where to go. I mean, that's like most passengers, probably. Yeah, they're, they're too drunk to know where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're taking a taxi. And uh, I've, I've, I finally, uh, well, I'm, I haven't heard back on it, but I did like write out a review for uh, Deadcraft, which I've kept talking about that for the past like three weeks. That's a game that I've been playing where you're a, you're a half man, half zombie, living in the, living the apocalypse, uh, but also farming things like, uh, you know, you're, you're growing like tomatoes and and pumpkins and also zombies you can grow you can grow zombies and other shit but i don't know i've I've come around to i've come around to the game like it's i do enjoy playing it it's just there are parts in the game where there's like where where you have to like create this you have to make a certain thing that'll help you cook a thing that'll get you to the next get accomplish whatever mission and you'll get stuck because you can't find like gold blocks or you can't find like like I was looking for soil for like weeks like because you can only buy so much stuff from the stores and you have to wait for the stores to restock and you can find soil in like random places but they're always random like I don't know I don't play a whole lot of these farming games Jeremy does but is that a normal thing that you would run into in something like Stardew Valley I guess there's not really missions in Stardew Valley like you don't really have anything that you have to do aside from whatever you do on your own well there are missions but they're all really they're just like letters you'll get in the mail or you check the uh, community board where they'll be like hey i want you to bring me a pumpkin so you just do that yeah there's there's stuff like that on the there's like a mission board that you can check in town where it's like hey we need we're looking at these two pumpkins like we need two pumpkins and you bring it in you get points for it or whatever but for this if you want to do like the regular storyline a lot of it involves you creating specific things and you have to make all these there's like all these different machines that you have to make like i have like 10 different machines that like are like whatever the smelters or like you know or like create all these things 
And a lot of times they need like this one specific item that's like hard to find. And the where the way the how things like occur or appear in the world is like always completely random. So you never really know where they're going to be. So sometimes it'll take you like weeks in game time to find fucking enough soil to make your fucking whatever zombie machine thing. So I thought it would be, it it hasn't been, it hasn't been posted yet. Hopefully it does get posted. I don't know. They haven't hit me back on it yet, but I decided that I maybe out of my own craziness that I was going, maybe I starting to lose my mind for playing too much dead craft, but I decided that I was going to write the review in, in the, in the perspective of the, of the main character of dead craft. So I basically wrote about how he'd been spending weeks like trying to find this one thing and he couldn't build this thing and he's never going to get to the ark to try to rescue his friend or whatever because because of how everything's all fucked up and he talks about how like how how Vernon like kept giving him the run around and he thought that the city never existed and all that stuff and I tried to make like this narrative out of it like told from the main character Reed and hopefully they liked it if not you know you'll not see it on the internet I'm sure I'll still post it on Patreon or something <laughs> like that but I thought it was a cool idea just because, and I even mentioned it when I sent it to the person. I was like, I thought this was cool, or maybe I've just been drinking too much Ziv blood, which is basically what you refer to the zombie blood as in the game. So I thought that was a fun line. But I ended up giving it a seven point five. I think it's, I think it's all right, but it's got some, you know, it's got some shit to it. And that's where it gets, you know, like I said where it gets complicated, where there's like some things you just can't find, and it just takes a while to to get those to unlock whatever thing. This is for Nintendo World Report, or uh... this is for Nintendo World Report. Yeah. Okay. But I do like it, and I want to continue to play it. And it has fucking DLC, too. Like, all these games that, that I feel like I read, that I Like, that and, like, fucking Zombie Army, they both have, like, two extra episodes of DLC. Like, come on, people. Like, release release the whole game. Like, stop doing the DLC shit. And I haven't I haven't fully got to it yet, but I'm definitely going to, I'm going to, you know, throw my head down and play the shit out of Perfect Dark before this <laughs> this Sunday for the games, games Mom found. That, that's, that's nice, because it's not, yeah, it's not that long. I should be able to throw it get through it in a couple days but i'm planning on getting getting into it tomorrow so but that's me that's what i've been doing well well i don't have a whole lot to talk about i feel like i say that a lot but this week i uh played a lot of switch sports my partner left town for a little while she went to a camping music festival thing and uh, i just had the house to myself and so what did i do I just watched anime and played Switch Sports. That's mostly what I did. I was hoping you would like beat, you didn't beat Elden Ring. I figured you'd beat Elden Ring with that. I still haven't played Elden Ring. I'm going on over two weeks without playing it, like not even booting it up. Oh, then when you pick it up, you're going to have no idea how to play. I mean, if that happens, it happens, but I just really needed a break. (laughs) I was just playing that game. I mean, you played like nothing but that for like four weeks or something like that. And I just got to a point where I needed to cleanse my palate. And Trey bought me Switch Sports, which listeners will know that, but yeah. Trey buying me Switch Sports really, yeah, it really kind of like smacked me in the face and got me back to playing the Switch and having a little bit more lighthearted fun with my video game time. So yeah, I've been playing this like it's Elden Ring. I've been playing it a lot. And uh, I've unlocked all the currently available outfits and items Damn. in online bowling. Yeah. So I'm just like, all now I just feel like I'm wasting my points. Well, I mean, they, they've been adding new stuff every week, though. Like, give it a couple of days. So they'll throw something else. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's been a new thing every week. I actually, I kind of went the the way of Elden Ring with this one for for me, Jeremy. Like, I haven't I haven't played Switch Sports since you were here, pretty much. I kind of, wow. I just like fell off of it. I guess it was. Well, also, I've been reviewing Dead Craft and yeah, you've had playing that more than anything else. So I mean, that's and, and also I've been working like crazy. Like these past couple of weeks have been real busy right. for me. So. I've been busy, but my work schedule hasn't been too much more. I mean, I'm more tired, but my hours haven't been increased that much. But yeah, I played this a lot. And my high score is now 214. And I got first place that match. 
you know, online. So that was good. That was really nice feeling. I think I did that two or three times. I got first place, but it's not happened a whole lot. And then, um, Shauna's high score is two thirty three, and she's played a lot less than me. So here we go. Another game where she's going to just keep kicking my ass, but that's okay. I'm glad she likes to play and she's having fun with it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so I'm almost to level C. So I'm C minus right now, but I'm like to the top of C minus. So much like Elder Ring, I could play it a lot, but I still not very consistently good at it. But I I enjoy it and I have a lot of fun. And uh, I my, just think the switch bowling is great. My my high score is two seventy nine. I took I took I believe it. I took a picture of it. That's me. I'm Alf. That's what, <laughs> that's what's going on there. That's my Alf. Permanent me. midnight. My Alf me. Yeah. But yeah, two seventy nine. That was uh, I missed one. I missed one pin on the seventh frame. Everything else was was strikes. Well, you you suck. Oh, speaking of Elden Ring, you were the one that was listening to uh, Watch Off of, or Bonfire Side. Yes, yeah, right. Okay, and I do. I, I listen to it every week. I uh, listen to it as soon as it debuts on Sunday. So I'm kind of still in the game in that regard, but they're still way behind where I was. That's how I play Dark. When I play Dark Souls years later, I listen to them for each area I would do. I would find their episode, listen to their two episodes about that area before I moved on with the game. I love it. They're super thorough. They're really and they just like cover everything and they really don't like occasionally they'll bring in like a pop culture reference but for the most part it's just for laughs like it's not really they don't stick a stick on it too long they like kind of like you're just like we're gonna tell you everything as fast as we can they, they don't go on a 10 minute tangent about star trek well like, because like, like, like they just shows. recently <laughs> they just finally did their storm veil episode you know and uh that's gonna be a two-parter and they were like well people are asking us to do one mega episode but nope we found our formula. We're doing this in two parts. So yeah, I'm actually going to try to write um, something into them and see if they talk about it on the show because they're doing a listener response episode, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. That's cool. So I'm going to try. We'll see how that goes. Hold me to it podcast. Um, <laughs> next week, you can remind me if I haven't said anything about it. But yeah, I wanted to give my thoughts on it. And they want they basically like the, the Patreon thing is they want you to give your experience so far, your thoughts so far up until the point they are in the podcast. So don't be like, this game's great. I love the last boss, blah, blah, blah. Like they don't want you to talk <laughs> about that. So it's kind of fun, but yeah, I'm my progress in the game is I'm at, I've gotten through the capital. And so I'm like in the next area after the capital and just kind of like was running in circles, not really knowing what to do next. And that's why I took a break. There's a couple of like tombs that seem kind of hard that I probably need to get through. But yeah. Uh, one thing I did buy this week, I didn't actually pay for it. I used my gold points, but I bought Blood Hockey finally because we did our uh, we did our uh, top NES game Patreon episode recently, which I thought was really good. Yeah, that was we're, we're going to be talking to about it for a while because it's one of one of my episode. one of my favorites. Yeah, it was a long ass yeah, episode, but I think it came together really well in the edit. Well, a lot like was Trey's like touches with the music and stuff. Like, he did a really good job with it, and, and I yeah, love we, the whole secret at the end there. Boonsville, yeah. you know, well, yep. not not it to well. not to spoil spoil your thoughts on double. You dribble, just spoil but, it, but I, well, I found out that Boonsfeld <laughs> actually means a uh, free throw. Oh no no no! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I, li- okay. I listened to, well because I got the soundtrack and the soundtrack had the different voices on there, and I just went through listening to the voices to see what sounded the most like Boonsfeld, and it's actually it's free throw, but yeah. It still does not sound anything like free throw. So it, it does if you right. think about it when you listen to it. I don't know, but that's you it's know, like the whole uh, what was like listen the to the end needle. of it. Go back and listen to it, and, and you'll figure out what it is. <laughs> it's like a what nut pickle or let's whatever Mario said in Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, let's like let's go or fuzzy pickles or yeah. So long, gay Bowser. I, I always <laughs> I always thought he said nut pickle. That's what I always yeah. thought it was. You know. 
it's let's it's I heard fuzzy pickle. It's mostly let's go, but I always thought nut pickle, which what is that? Who knows? It sounds like you might be a Earth Palm fan then. You can hear fuzzy pickles. Oh yeah. Say nut pickle makes me think of um terror firmer, but we don't have to get into that. Uh so anyway, <laughs> going have on. One thing common blood hockey. Well, the blood hockey when you're done, but I can. Wait. I haven't played it yet, so I don't really have much to say about it. I bought it earlier today. I just was like, after talking about like how many of my favorite NES games were sports games and how much they came up in our conversation, I was. Oh like, yeah, you, you liked a lot. Yeah, I finally was, need to get was, blood that hockey. That was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I need oh. to buy this game because it kind of seems like it's up my alley. I'm the blood hockey thoughts on that got released physically, and if you're curious or interested, that was by Jeffrey Whittenhagen. Remember that yep. thing, right? His company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was Jeffrey Wittenhagen. Yeah, he was a he was a one of our first guests that we had a long, long time ago. But we did what was it right before our three hundredth episode? We talked to him at the Midwest Gaming Classic convention in Milwaukee. And yeah, his um premium his games, right? It's the one that yes, did, yeah, I did they, actually met one of those guys too, uh, Barry Carenza. I think if I pronounce his name, I met him. Did an interview with him recently. Oh, okay, he might have been. I'm not. Yeah, there might have been. It did. Did he did he did the podcast with Jeff, right? With, yes, with, I with think Jeffrey so. Wittenhagen. Yeah, because we talked to both of them on the on the show floor. So nice. So that might have been him. But yeah, no, he's uh yeah. I mean, Jeff Jeff's always been cool to me. Like I said, he was one of my first guests. So we met him. Like my wife and I, we we met him at a convention. And he was like, hey, I like podcasts, whatever. Like talk to me. You know? <laughs> and he's gotten to be more. <laughs> kind of like he's very, uh, yeah he's very excited about it you know i've seen him climb and profile at the mgc like oh yeah he's kind of he's kind of hot so. shit now over there you know <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's kind of cool he's always talked to us because we were like we talked to him as they were shutting down like they were packing up their table on sunday afternoon yeah. and he and his uh co-host just sat down and like talked to us they were like super cool they didn't have any sort of vibe of like we gotta go. Can we just yeah. get on with this we're trying to like leave <laughs> or anything like that so yeah super cool dudes and i Definitely, I would love to have a physical release of Super Blood Hockey. I might look into it. I think we all have Super Blood Hockey now. I don't have it. You don't have it yet? (laughs) No. Oh, you got to get it. I am not. I think it was on sale for a dollar ninety nine, and so I bought it with gold points. Yeah, my well, the the games that I got like a. Pac-Man and and uh, Taxi Cast or whatever. I didn't pay for any of those because that was still my leftover money that I put on the 3DS eShop. So that wasn't. Uh, I mean, you paid for it because well, I put I put like yeah, I put like a hundred bucks in there a couple weeks ago, but it's still sitting on there. I still, you got still like, paid for it. I still got like thirty dollars sitting on there. I'm just saying it wasn't in addition to that to that to my 3DS, which I did actually end up getting like all of the Phoenix Wright games because they're on sale for like four dollars on 3DS right now. So I ended up getting the rest of those with the. With so the I, I my 3DS think there's an online mo- uh, multiplayer mode to blood hockey. I could be wrong, but if there is, we gotta give it a try, to Jeremy. I love to. Um, but yeah, moving on, just because I want to keep us on our path. Um, this is the big thing when I said, "Hey, you've got mail from Ukraine." I literally got a package from Ukraine this oh, week. Oh, you got it. <laughs> There it is, yeah. The, and I now own an EverDrive, my first That's ever the drive. Super Nintendo one, right? Well, it looks yeah, like baby's looks like first fa- EverDrive. Looks like a Famicom cartridge. <laughs> it, it works for, for Famicom games seen. too. Yeah, but you I mean, can but, actually put uh, the NES games it, on here too. The shape of it looks like a Famicom cartridge. This this will run an NES emulator as well, so you can do that. You can put all the NES games on here. So wow, this thing's cool. I pl- I got it in the mail a couple of days ago, but I didn't have. I couldn't find my micro SD cards. And it said the maximum size you should use for this particular model, the X6, was 32. So I ended up buying a 32 gig off Amazon. It was like $8. It wasn't very expensive. Mm. And um, waited to get that. And then you have to format it to FAT32. 
Luckily, I have uh, Windows computers. So I formatted the card, and then you have to go to the website and download whatever the latest firmware is, unzip that file, and then you put this certain folder into the onto the card. And then once you do that, it works. It was pretty easy. Um, it probably took me like 10 or 15 minutes to get it working, but the longest period of time was me looking to find the ROMs. So I didn't want to re-download the ROMs. Um, I knew I had already downloaded a shit ton of SNES ROMs when I was trying to put more games on my SNES Classic, which I did actually do. I have several games on one of my SNES Classics that has been modded, but uh, I was like, I should just use those that same ROM package. So I was looking everywhere in my basement trying to find it, and I found this little tiny uh, memory stick just in a pile of shit. I was like, well, here's here goes nothing. I plug it in. It's got my whole like suite of SNES ROMs on it. So I loaded it up onto the card and it just works like a dream and i've just been playing the shit out of it like imagine every any nearly every snes game right there on the original hardware and it's just it takes me back to that and nes disc we had on dreamcast because i'm just oh, going yeah. through like all these games now granted there's not a lot of like fan hacks in this particular collection but it's got most of the main releases so here's the stuff that doesn't work some stuff that doesn't work because it had special chips and they haven't emulated them yet at least not in this model but can't play Star Fox can't play Star Fox 2 can't play Yoshi's Island oh because of the, the chips. Mario RPG right right can't play uh Star Ocean or one of the Star Ocean games that I really wanted to play that was a translation um there's several games that don't work. Like I was sad, but to be honest, like the ones that do work are pretty great. Like all the best RPGs, like Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy V, Final Fantasy IV. Like there's translations of them, Dragon and then I've Quest. also got all the Dragon Quest. Yep, Dragon Quest V. So I've got the translation of five and six. Yep, the yeah. fan translations of those work like a dream. Um, I got. F Zero still works for some reason. Pilot Wings does not work. It's so weird, like the games that don't work. Do you like, have Treasures of Rudros on there? It's a fan translated game. I haven't tried it, but I might. Okay, it's a good RPG from Square. What, what's what's that other one that's like another like uh, Terranigma? Do you have Terranigma on there? That's, that's it. Might be other. That's another like a you know non translated awesome Japanese game. That's I never played. I I never played it, but I remember a lot of people talked about it. It's, it's something like twelve twelve hundred ROMs I have in this. Folder. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I split it up into four folders, so it'd be a little easier to scroll through. So it gives you a little bit of like license to do your own sorting system. So right now I just have four folders, A, B, C, D, which for whatever reason it did not alphabetize, but I don't care. I understand how to get to my games and it doesn't take too long. So, um, and it, it, you can't do save states. There's nothing like that, Oh, but it does oh. save as though it had a battery backup. So I can go back to any game and continue my save from wherever the natural save was. Um, so it really is like, Honestly, I, I would love that as a feature, but I just am very appreciative of like this literal piece of hardware. I can plug into my classic SNES with my classic controller, play it on my CRT, and just it's awesome. It just works. And uh, one of the best purchases purchases I probably made video game wise. I am super proud of it, and also made in Ukraine. I mean, come on. Yeah, they sent it to you despite I'm everything going on there. I'm supporting Cricks. Yeah, and and you got it, and it's a win-win. I have a hard <laughs> EverDrive. I, yeah, I was surprised that it actually came out as quick as it did. I thought it might you might have to wait a while on that one. It took close to a month, but it was still yeah. I mean, it went through customs and stuff, and I was surprised to see it ship from Ukraine. I thought maybe it would ship from Spain or one of the other spots that Crix was known to have to go to. But I think he was in Poland for a bit. But yeah, it shipped from Ukraine and. Somehow they still are able to do that right now. Nice. But I'm a proud owner of an EverDrive. And yeah, (laughs) 
He's very happy. Coming on <laughs> 10 years since I, maybe longer since I first heard of Everdrives. This has been like a white whale for me to have one of these. So very, very happy to finally own one. Another, uh, I was going to say other Dragon Quest stuff that maybe you can play on it. They they actually re-released Dragon Quest 1 and 2 and 3 on the Super Famicom in Japan and playing like a translated version of 3. I don't know if there's threes on here. I know 1 and 2 are, but yeah. At one point, that was, I mean, well, until the 2D HD version comes out, that was like the best version of Dragon Quest 3 was that was that uh, Super Nintendo one. And the one that was Everything's on, on this little tiny yeah. card, it plugs into the top of the cartridge and it just works. I, I, it just blows my mind. Crix is a genius. The two that came out for um, the two, the Game Boy Color, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, those were all based off of the Famicom, the Super Famicom version. So they're like those, but with better graphics. And all that stuff. But yeah, you got it. You finally got it. So cool. Try that out. Well, why don't we let's take a real quick break and then we'll come back and talk about Mario Strikers and a couple trailers and all that. So yeah. Sounds good. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
we're back from the break. John, we got to talk about Super Mario Strikers, the demo, and other things, of course. But All right, John, tell me about the Mario Strikers demo. Yeah, it's just a tutorial so far because it's it's like the, you know, the Splatoon thing, or I think Mario Tennis did the same thing, where it's going to be a live weekend over uh, June 3rd. It's like this weekend, right? Like it's because yep. mm-hmm. it's June June first right now. So correct. Okay, so, so I definitely to you. yeah. You didn't miss anything yet. So they gave this one to you a week early because there's an extensive tutorial in there. They want people to like do this tutorial, which took me about forty five minutes to get through, and then that way you'll actually get comfortable and know how to play come this weekend. So everybody should jump on and give this a try uh, before the weekend, so you can get the most out of it. Um, there's yeah, it's about 45 minutes. I mean, they go into detail on all the different types of moves you can do. There's the new one is like you can uh, slide tackle into your teammate, which would then boost them forward. And uh, my impression so far, having not really played a full game, is this is the type of game that has the depth to really be one of Nintendo's like premier esports games. Okay. There's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of style. There's a lot of potential for... Uh, someone to to come in and, and like look like a real champion, like a real athlete playing this game through their own little tricks and maneuvers and all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot to it. I'm I'm really excited for this game, and now even more so because of the demo. The demo does have um, not not a complete match, but there's several instances where they give you a long time to complete a checklist of of moves uh, in, in order to reiterate and make you learn it. But um, those are like two or three minutes. So you get you get a feel of what a full match might be like, but I've not played a full match yet. But just from that little feel, it's just oh, I'm so excited for this game. It's a, the demo is called a First Kick, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League First Kick, and yeah, they, they're doing like a global test fire of sorts. I mean, they're not calling it global test fire, but that's what they called it in uh, in Splatoon, you know, and all that. So. Yeah, definitely want to check that out this weekend because it comes out next week. And I know you were saying, John, you're saying it was almost like Hitman Three level for your like anticipation on this game, which I never, oh, yeah. I never would have really would have pegged you for such a soccer fan. But uh, but yeah, but here we well, are. Any game where it's, you know, I love soccer video games and I love hockey video games. I don't care for sports in real life, but soccer and hockey in the video game, something about it. I don't know. Maybe it's just going back to that first time playing the. NES ice hockey. Maybe that was just like so imprinted on my mind that I was like, yes, this is it. And every time, every time I get something that's like a semblance of that, in which Strikers is sort of a semblance of that basic NES ice hockey, uh, my brain just lights up. I love it. Well, you've loved the soccer mode in uh, Switch Sports, and of course, you love Rocket League. So I have. I'm in soccer heaven. I'm in video game soccer heaven. Like you know, I play Mega Man soccer also. There's Mega Man Soccer for Super Nintendo, yeah. Yeah, it was a Super Nintendo game. It's kind of yeah. oh, I don't remember that. It's kind of fallen by the wayside, right? I don't know if it's ever been re-released or anything like yeah, that, so. but I but I do remember it. I mean, that was the first time I think I ever saw like a you know like a character-based soccer game before uh, Mario Strikers. But I think I mean I have Mario Strikers on GameCube and Wii, and I think they're both solid games. Like even yep. and I'm not that much of a soccer fan, but I think that those games were really good solid multiplayer games and they never really had great and they never really had great online well we had like online with friends and i remember mm-hmm. playing a little bit of that but i think that online might it's probably going to take off definitely for john i think you'll put like a yeah. thousand plus hours into it or something as you well the we want the we strikers did have an online mode yeah but with friends not like just yeah i think you no, had to, it, could you play was, randomly i thought i thought you, you could play, play against yeah, friends exactly oh, you randoms, okay. a right. lot on that game yeah 
it died off after a while because you know it just wasn't um i don't know if it, it didn't stick or something and i don't i remember having some trouble getting into matches later on and yeah so, so i'm looking forward to the switch the wide audience um and now i think 15 years of going without strikers has sort of rallied the base so to say and we're like primed and ready i want strikers i want it now i can't wait eight more days release it early please yeah it's i mean it's a that's like what people are saying about when switch sports came around i see jeremy has a a Mega Man Soccer queued up. Mega on Man the, Soccer on the, on is the ready Ever, on my EverDrive. On the EverDrive. So there Whoa. You go. There it is. Queued up in the background. Um, yeah, people were saying that about Switch Sports that like Nintendo made, you know, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like they, you know, took Switch Sports away or took uh, whatever, Wii Sports away from you long enough for you to like care about it when it came out finally. It wasn't like an automatic release when Switch first started. And I think that was to the benefit of the of, of that game is to make people wait like five years, six years, seven years, whatever, before, you know, before they brought it back and people cared again, I guess. At least I did. I cared enough to get it for both of you. Cause I, I mean, I got it for you because I knew you would enjoy it. And also I ended up getting $400 from Facebook. So had some extra cash, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so we talked about that. That was a lawsuit, which, uh, that was super nice. And I really appreciate it. Which my and wife, you know, you know thankfully my wife told me I'm about sure that because she got it too, money. but now we're now yeah. we're throwing our names in all sorts of lawsuits. See what other other kind of money we can get. So, <laughs> I mean, it's smart. Yeah, I mean, I'm still know. waiting on my Vizio lawsuit. There, there's like a there's a Google lawsuit now too that uh that just put our names into. So we're hoping to win some more money from that too in a couple of years. Who knows? You know, throw throw your name on there. Sometimes you randomly really get money in your it. account. <laughs> I know Shauna also appreciates it because we both play it, and actually she's playing it right now. Like this is why it took me a little while to get back because I had to set up uh bowling for her because I had the switch up here with me. Well, I've appreciated it so much. I've played it for, I just checked on my phone, uh, 12 hours so far this week. Most of that was the soccer in anticipation of strikers. And then I also went and played uh, Rocket League again, just because I'm wanting strikers. I want to know. So I played my other fantastic soccer game that I have. And you know, how many hours am I into that now? I think 540 hours on Rocket League. But um yeah, in one of my matches, I ended up playing against against someone with an interesting name, and their name was Tromaville, relevant <laughs> to this podcast, as we all love Troma. And absolutely, not only did they have the name Tromaville, but their icon, their player icon, was a cityscape. Just they had like they the, had like the red, the red, yep. the red background in the in the yep. um and the Empire yep. State similar, Building, similar and all that to stuff. that from yeah. the Jersey like shore or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yep. So I beat Tromaville. Nice. For anybody who doesn't know, Tromaville is the made-up town where the Toxic Avenger comes from in the in the original Troma movies. And uh, one of my favorite things is uh, I I'm a huge Troma fan. I got a bunch of Troma shirts. I got DVDs signed by Lloyd Kaufman. Got a picture of him. You hung out with Lloyd. Yeah. I have hung out with mm-hmm. him a few times. Um, but one of my favorite things in Toxic Avenger Four or Citizen Toxies, it's called. Uh, this was way before metaverses were ever popular. Um, there's a Basically, there's a bomb that happens at a school. Actually, there's a lot of things that they say about school shootings in that movie, which have rung much more true now. Actually, I remember watching the movie and being like, well, that's ridiculous. There would never be multiple school shootings in one week. And here we are. They were way ahead of way ahead of that, for sure. But there, there's a bomb that happens at a school where it switches, like, basically switches to two Toxic Avenger-type people, the, the Toxic Avenger and the Noxious Offender, switch... 
between two different realities and there's Tromaville and there's a Mortville. So every time I think about Tromaville, <laughs> I think of a Mortville and I have a shirt that says Troma on it. Whenever I look in the mirror, it says a Mort, you know, cause it like flips mm-hmm. with the mirror. And then I think of a Mortville and I think of Citizen Toxie, which is a great movie. Do you think about growing up in Morton, Illinois? I don't think about that. No, mm-hmm. I just, I just think about Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I don't, I don't think about my town. I just think of, of a Mortville. And how funny. And uh, and fucking James Gunn is in that movie too, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. So there you go. He's he, he has a he has a nice cameo in Toxic Avenger Four. It's a good movie. I mean, he directed a. He's the one that did a a, a, a Terraformer, right? Oh, he wrote well. He wrote the screenplay for uh, Romeo and Juliet, and I think he wrote oh, okay. parts of the book that the that Terraformer was made based on. The all I ever needed to know about filmmaking I learned from Toxic Avenger. Oh, so Terraformer is based on that book. Yeah, roughly. I think I might have already known that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as you can base a movie on a book about how to make independent movies. But I mean, yeah. it was a very Charlie Kaufman kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, that's really what nice. I think is so interesting about that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, you know, it's a wonderful movie. It's one of my favorite movies. That's why I have it downloaded on my phone. I can watch it whenever I want. Through Trauma Now, $5 <laughs> a month. Anyway, uh, yeah. Trauma I played, thing. I played NES Pinball this week, which is the new uh, yeah. Nintendo game. Yeah, they added the they added some more Super Nintendo and uh, NES stuff. Actually, you know, I, I saw that you were doing the pinball game, John, and I, I turned mine on as well to play a little bit of pinball. I mm-hmm. sucked really bad on it, and I actually mentioned, I forgot to mention on my games I've been playing, but I've actually been just playing the shit out of Kirby Adventure on NES, because that game's great. <laughs> I've just been oh, playing yeah. that. It's so good. I'm actually... I think I'm almost done with that. I'm in like the fifth or sixth level. Like I just was like blowing through it while I was editing. But it's a, well, like sucking through it. It's a great fucking game. No, <laughs> it, no yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I told you before to try it out, John, but the NES, like the Kirby NES game, Kirby's Adventure, that's great. I was very close to putting that on my top 10 list for our Patreon episode. Very close, but I, it didn't make it. But I do kind of think that maybe you should have been on there because it's an awesome game. Is all I want to say about that. Wait till you get to the end and then see what you think. Yeah. No, I mean, I've gotten, I've actually, I've gotten all the way to the end of Kirby's Adventure. And I don't think I could beat the final boss, like the day-to-day thing, because it's, it's pretty hard. That's not, the, yeah. There's no, I know, I know, I know. Every, every, okay. Kirby, every Kirby game has, it continues after that and gets harder, which is great, you know. But I, I, I think that NES one is still kind of difficult. Like I had some, you know, I died plenty of times on it, playing it through the NES one. I thought the pinball playing that was was I was pretty impressed by the physics in that game. I, mean, I don't know if you'd even call it a physics engine. I don't know that something that rudimentary, but it just felt right. The way that the ball would move was predictable. The way that like you, if the ball's rolling down the flipper and you you hit the flipper at a certain time, you can guess exactly where it's going to go. And I think that that must have been a pretty high bar for pinball games at the time that, that came out. I don't know what the year is. What was that, like 1986 or something? But it just felt like felt like pinball. didn't feel like, you know, Atari Pong, where the feel of that is as good as that game was for the time. It felt like the way that the, the, the Pong ball would move was, you know, very, I don't know, I don't know what's the word for it? It's, it's like strict or something. Like, it, like, it, it, it doesn't move. it doesn't move yeah. the way that you would expect like freely. a ball to move right like yeah. yeah physics like you're saying yeah but the nes pinball just the way that that ball moves and bounces it around feels really good and it's still a good pinball game in fact i'm i was thinking about it maybe playing it uh again after after the show or something you know i just wanted to like i got i got a feel for it i want to go back to pinball i remember seeing the cover of that game the first time and just seeing mario carrying the like palette 
uh-huh. yep. on it. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I don't know. I just didn't, I, I never really thought anything of it. And I don't think I've ever gotten to that part where Mario carries the pallet, carries the pallet. It's like in a, it's in a bonus stage, right? That you get to. Correct. Yeah. I think I maybe got yeah. to it once. Actually, one thing about pinball, playing it on the, on the Nintendo Switch online reminded me the most, the, the most amount of time that I ever played pinball was through Animal Crossing on GameCube. Because cause they had the NES games that you get on there. And that was the one that I think I got when I got the game was pinball. So I played pinball the most through Animal Crossing. So it always reminds me of that, of the old GameCube one. I remember first playing this game at my cousin's house. This was one of the couple of NES games that they had. And, and that must have been, I don't know, 1988 or something like that. But this is, it's cool. It's, an, it's another one of the, the black box games. It's actually still a good game to this day. The others are kind of, a lot of the others are kind of just curiosities, novelties. Ice hockey. Ice hockey is another one that's great. I yep. mean, doesn't doesn't Metroid kind of count as a black box game though? Or it's does a gray it box? Or it's a gray box? Whatever. I mean, when I think of black box, I think about the ones yeah. that actually show the the sprites on the front of it. And I know Metroid One did that as well. Yeah, I, I would I would count that as a black box game. I mean, was that 1986, same as Zelda? Yeah, it's a great game. That counts. Uh, the other thing that I just picked up. About forty-five minutes before the show, uh, I was I was going through the list. We have a, a section for deals and all the stuff on our, on our outline. So I was checking the deals on Nintendo's website, and Panzer Dragoon Remake was on sale for two dollars and forty-nine cents. Nice. Go and pick that up. I mean, it's uh, I played through. Well, now every penny. I'll say you're the third. You're, now you're the last one to get it because Jeremy had it, and then I it. got it, and now you got it. And I played through. I played through the whole thing. It you can beat it in one sitting. That's what I did. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't take that long. But it's you know it's it's a fun game. It's definitely worth two fifty. But uh, yeah, I played yeah. It for is that a on bit. Steam. It is uh, on Steam. I do believe. Okay. Yeah. But the, this price was on the Switch specifically. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, down from twenty four ninety nine to two forty nine. So I had to pick that up. Probably even There's cheaper. A couple <laughs> times, I almost picked it up at the six dollar price a couple of times. That's one of those where, anytime it was that normal price, it was just like, come on, like this. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You know it's going to be six dollars again in like a couple weeks. Just like keep it at six dollars. I, um, I got it on sale too. I think it was like ten or something, like, or maybe fifteen. I don't know. When I got it, it was on sale. I bought the. I got the discount because I bought it within the first week or whatever oh yeah yeah the early yeah i like those early sales so i think i paid like 21 or 22 bucks for it but i love uh panzer dragoon so that's yeah, fun so far i think it looks pretty nice and uh one thing is uh, there's some there's some some quirks about it for sure like the loading screens like there's a lot of loading at the beginning i think there's three or four loading screens that take a good minute each before you actually play the game for the first time um and then I was noticing that the uh, the the cutscenes, like the cutscene, was really something about the cutscene. It just reminded me that this game was made in 1996. I don't know if it was quite coherent what the story was, but it seemed to go on for a while, and uh, I was just ready to play the game. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to play more of this game. I can see myself playing all the way through it, even. But the last thing that I wanted to talk about was this relates to our our uh, NES. Uh, X-Pack episode that we just did. Um, but thinking about one of the games that was on the list, I decided to take some action. I wanted to see this game on the NSO. And so I went to Sunsoft and I emailed Sunsoft and I asked them <laughs> to please awesome. put gimmick on the Switch. I was hoping on they, NSO. 
Every time I reread it, I'm like, I was like, what did he ask him to put Batman on there? Because that game's really good. You should put a, <laughs> the, the yeah, Batman I'll read, I'll read you my letter. Here's my letter that I wrote to Sunsoft. I haven't heard back from them yet, but uh, I said, hello, I'm a huge fan of your classic game gimmick for the Famicom. In my opinion, it's the best game on the system. Spoilers for the episode. This message is a request to please make gimmick available on modern systems worldwide. Personally, I'd love to see gimmick on the NSO service. I greatly appreciate your time and consideration. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully they they read it. (laughs) Hopefully somebody reads it. I mean, they probably have like mountains of letters saying the same thing. So they're going to get to yours eventually, but (laughs) right. It's like, and maybe, maybe they're as, as tired as Nintendo is of hearing about where's mother, mother three or, or like, I don't know if you remember, you remember like the original, uh, Wii Wii virtual console, like they would send you, you could do like a, you know, they would send you surveys and you could do them like for every Mm -hmm. game that you got, like every, for every single game. I would say, where's Earthbound? Where's Earthbound? Where's Earthbound? <laughs> or, 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 at, at the end of where it's like, what comments do you want? I'm like, where's Earthbound? Where's Yoshi's Island? Like, I would put all these stuff in there that wasn't there yet every single time. And I maybe that's in the same area for Yoshi's Mr. Island. Never Gaming, happened but, on the Wii. Right? Yeah, I kept saying, where's where's Earthbound? Where's where's Yoshi's Island? And Earthbound, we did, got, uh, Earthbound didn't the happen GBA on Wii either. version on Wii U. Yeah, I mean, well, it didn't happen. Uh, Earthbound didn't happen on Wii either. It happened on... Wii U. Wii U was the first time we, we saw also it. got Earthbound Beginnings, which is kind yeah. of a fucking punch <laughs> in the gut. Like what? I really is want this really uh, happening. I mean, I've seen other people mention this, but I really want like the 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 like whatever the special version of uh, Earthbound Beginnings for NSO, where it's already where everybody's already like all leveled up, and you can actually play through the game because grinding in that is ridiculous and not fun. Yeah, it's, it's much worse than Earthbound. They, it, is it even worth playing Earthbound Beginnings? No, it's it's painful. I, I well, I tried I tried to play it when it came out. And if you like pain, you have well. <laughs> it just gives you like such a small amount of experience for everything that it's just like so grindy and not really fun. But but on the Nintendo Switch Online on the Switch, they they've been releasing like versions of games that actually have like they release like Zelda two with like everything completely leveled up, and then you can just play through Adventures of Link with all the levels already up, or like you can play super metroid like already at the bar already in the last level where mother brain is and all that with all your shit de- decked out so i hope they i'm hoping they do that for earthbound beginnings where we just give it get a version where everybody's just all leveled up and you can play the game regularly because there is some funny writing in it from what i've heard but it's hard to get through fighting people like i said because of well, the, specifically the that old school because of the old school grind. just for the wii yeah 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 but like the the old school grind of it is just not fun because you just get the amount of experience points you get is just ridiculously low for every person you beat and it's just like so it's like Dragon Quest on the first <laughs> hey yes. it's worse than uh, Dragon Quest one is still playable I, uh, Dragon Warrior whatever I told you last week I played that one or maybe during you just have to grind or, like twice as long on the classic version right yeah but it's still fun but it's still doable I mean I, trust me I tried I tried to do Earthbound Beginnings like and it, it wasn't doable for me I'm like this is just this yeah. is just too slow I can't well it, it kind of just felt like Earthbound when I what I played of it, I felt like I was just doing like a, uh, you know, like a, what they call it, a demake on the NES of Earthbound. Sure, it, it, it is very that's similar. That's what it felt yeah. like. I, well, I, remember, I remember playing a fan-translated ROMs of it, like, back mm-hmm. in, when I was in college and all that stuff. Or I was like, Mother One, what's that? You know, well, before I knew. All <laughs> I've that seen stuff. it, but I've never played it, and I yeah. probably never will. But well, I mean, if you get, I don't. I don't know if you have a Switch, but if you have one, I don't. You get. Well, the, yeah, I do sort of. You get the. 
Oh yeah, no, you have the light, right? Yeah, my wife does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I play that sometimes. Yeah. If you have the if you have the Nintendo Switch online, it's like twenty dollars a year. You get a, you get a bunch of free games with it, so you can play Earthbound Beginnings through that. Yeah, I just don't know if I want. <laughs> There's save states. <laughs> you get save states at least, and rewind. rewind you don't have to, which won't really see, help. This you thing would have it. save states too if I yeah. wanted to. It'd be even easier. So, and it would have cheat mm-hmm. codes. What's your so. phone model? Uh, Samsung Galaxy S21. Okay, I thought that was Androids. I thought that was a three. Androids are really good for three mm-hmm. DS for a second. It can play three DS. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to our news stuff. There's like two big two big news things. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news that I that I want to talk about. But uh, first off, real quickly, John was talking about the Panzer Dragoon remake um, sale. I see that Resident Evil is nine ninety nine now. I've been waiting. Yeah, I wanted to buy all the Resident Re- Evil games. Well, I wanted to buy Resident Evil One, the GameCube HD one that's on Switch, just because oh, of. Well, it's great, and actually, John and I—those how we met each other through college was through that right. game. It was through that game, and I used to be—I was so good at that game to where I could beat it in like an hour and a half, like because I had played through it multiple times, and I've been waiting to buy it because it goes on sale for like thirteen dollars every time, and maybe I'll take the plunge now that it's nine ninety nine. I want to just to get the nostalgia of it because it was a game that I played a lot with Jeremy. I played a lot with John because it was the first time mm-hmm. I met John. It was like both of you were, you know, were a big part of playing that game. And yeah, it was just a game that I love so much that I just played it over and over and over and over again. Like I said, I got to the point where I could beat it, not exaggerating, in an hour and a half. So I mean, that's pretty good. I might pick that up too. So I mean, it's. He was redhead zombies. Well, I mean, I think it's because I unlocked like the like because you unlock all these extra weapons and shit. Like where, you, and if you know where you're going, you can go through it really, really quickly. And that's how I got to. But I had all the different outfits and stuff. And but, he, but I've, I've been I've been wanting for a while to like go through that game again, just because I loved it so much when it came out on GameCube. You're gonna kill like, zombies in that game, but that I'm pretty sure that game killed my first GameCube. <laughs> Could be. I mean, because I, uh, I was at the time I was working at a, a summer camp. And I was like, I was a uh, counselor for younger kids that were basically like the daycare slash preschool they had there. And that was a year long thing, but you know, they got to hang out with all the summer school or the summer camp kids. And um, so I uh, basically like was living in this cabin in the woods and I bought the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube and played a little bit of it. But then my, one of my cabin mates was like, can I play that? I was like, sure. So like he was playing it and then I actually left for the weekend to go hang out with Trey and I was gone for like three, two or three days before I had to be back to work. And I came back and he had just left it on pause the entire weekend. And the game keeps starting to like act really weird after that. And yeah, yeah, it was just spinning the whole time. Wow. Why don't you just turn off the damn game? I don't get people. Yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna say my my GameCube died while I was playing a Mortal Kombat Deception, but that was it wasn't that sort of thing. I didn't leave it on for a weekend. I just played a lot of it, and it was, I will tell you that, that I was when it, that play, was when it died. I've never successfully played through that game because the very first copy I ever owned, I was literally living in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. While I was playing it, and it made me want to shit myself. Like I can't, I couldn't deal <laughs> with it. So at two discs too. I remember having two discs on GameCube. That was the I first, do actually first game I ever it. played that had two discs. Yeah. You know, I rebought it of GameCube games. I do own I do own the uh, Resident Evil remake on GameCube. So um, there were two big trailers that came out this week that are worth mentioning. Um, Sonic Frontiers. I guess we could talk about first. Uh, yeah, everybody watched that. This is on Tears. 
I watched I watched the trailer. I watched the footage, the seven minutes mm. of footage that was on IGN. Mm-hmm. Same. It's a uh, yeah. It's a uh, it is the Sonic of the Wild sort of, except it looks. It seems honestly, it seems fine. Just kind of weird what they chose to show. It looks kind of right. That this is where, and I mentioned this on Slack to John, but this is how I feel. Um, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, sure. I would love to run around a big giant fucking open world as Sonic, like at the speed of sound or whatever. That's great. But from what I saw in the video, it looks real empty and it looks kind of boring. And I hope there's more to do other than just walk on, you know, there's that one where you have to walk on those squares in a certain amount of way. And I'm like, this is a fucking phone game that you're doing. It's just (laughs) walking on it with Sonic. I was like, this is boring. I don't want to do this. Like, can we... I thought it was kind of cool when you're running up the guys and attacking the top of them. Kind of reminded me of like the towers of Breath of the Wild. It's like towers, right? Well, let's do something. It looked like let's a do something proof of concept, that. not yeah. a like not a dem- an actual demo. Yes. Yeah, I've seen people say that too. They look very like, strange, more like a demo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, with every you know, it, there's we're hoping it's been a long time since there's been a new 3D Sonic game. What since Sonic Forces? Like, hopefully oh, they're okay. spending some time to maybe try to make something decent. But I don't know. That would be nice for a change. I mean, I would love to like have a big open world where you can run. Like, I'm I always feel like most of the time in most games I can't run fast enough. But Sonic, but running around with Sonic will be like yes, and hopefully it runs well on Switch. It's it's coming to Switch, so they're gonna try to do something with it. I guess I don't know. I never I think it's gonna be open world with Sonic. That just seems strange to me. It does seem strange because Sonic's levels are basically roller coaster rides. Yeah, where they were designed yeah, on the original They're ones, on track, yeah. and so to put it, in, that, that's why it's been so tough for Sonic coming to 3D. But I think maybe rethinking that, you know, uh, getting rid of the sort of roller coaster design and going for the here's a wide open space where you can run around as fast as you want, and we're going to throw in some a couple loop to loops and hills. I think it could be could be an exciting thing, but you got to put some more sonic flavor into it i would rather run around an open chemical plant zone like having all kinds of machinery all over the place and you know uh, i go anywhere i want in this crazy factory or whatever i would rather have an open casino night zone yeah uh, where there's flippers and i can be flipped this way and that way there's nothing else that says sonic about this game except for the character that's on the screen i mean unless this is like one world you have multiple worlds you can grind yeah that's what i was thinking that maybe there maybe there's this is one world they're only showing the one like a zone is now an open world segment kind of like yeah well i was hoping odyssey or something like that i mean coming off of what john was saying like having the different areas if they want to do it right like a real like breath of the wild sonic or whatever like breath of the wild had the like open field but it also had like the had like, the, had like the well but it had like the the mountains like with the they were overly hot and you have like the snow area and you have the desert and you have the water like there's all these different Near areas the that island are, that's like a microcosm of the whole game i mean mm. there's areas there's like there were like rainforests in there like they had all mm. these different parts that were completely different you know it doesn't always it doesn't all look like that fucking main like part with right. the grass and all that so yeah it's a very different world so, so that's what i was hoping sonic would be a big open world thing but you can run to the casino or you can go to like you know, whatever, or you can go to like the underwater level or whatever, or you can, all these are, it, that would be cool if there was different stuff that you can go to. Like I said I on Slack, it, it looks good on paper, but in the end, you need to have these variations of it. It can't just be just you running through the grass and fighting some, you know, some people. There needs to be spots that are, that change, you know, like very much like Breath right. of the Wild did. And also having just played Breath of the Wild, not like two or three weeks ago for, for a good stretch, um, 
in that game, you don't go more than more than 30, maybe 45 seconds of wandering on an open field before you find an animal, before you find another uh, someone saying, hey, you, before you find some other thing. Some sort of interesting thing, right, for you to Right, something comes into the environment. And in, in this trailer so far, there's just nothing. It's just Sonic. And it's especially weird because in all of Sonic's games, at least the 2D ones, the whole point was to save the animals. So you'd think you'd have like some little critters running around following Sonic, or maybe some of the the, the Chow from Sonic Adventure Two, or some kind of yeah. life in this whole environment. I'm, I'm I'm optimistic about this game. I think it has a chance to be really really. I good. think they're showing their cards too early, perhaps. Think so. Well, hopefully, it's not as empty as it's like. Maybe right there now. was a yeah, like their bosses were like, you gotta have a proof of concept. Hmm. So it's called a demo, but I consider a proof of concept to be before a demo. Like, is it supposed to come it's out playable? But it's more like let's get some investors or whatever. Yeah, because like. yeah. this is very empty looking. Is, is it yeah. supposed to come out this year? Yep. Yeah, because I, I mean, mean I've it seen feels, people yeah, just it feels say very it looks much like in its infancy. Game, and I agree. Yeah. Right. It looks like it an looks unreal like a fan tech game demo. Made an unreal. Yep. Yeah, tech demo. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played uh, a few of the Sonic games and Dreams mm-hmm. on uh, PS4, and it kind of reminded me of those. Yeah, and I think visually it looks really good. It's just the design and you know not having anything in the environment that's what makes it feel like a fan game. It feels like oh, some some things have been overlooked. You know, I just think it- they've got a couple of interns or whatever. They've got a couple of people, maybe not interns, but like they don't have a strong force making this game, but they had to have. They had a deadline. That's how I feel about it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sonic Sonic 3D games are always Sonic 3D games, you know. Right. Yeah. But um, I know, uh, I think Mike, Mike has to take off right now, but why don't you let everybody know who's listening once again where to find you and your podcast and all that stuff. You can find me at Games My Mom Found, wherever you get your podcast. The whole catalog is on Podbean. If you Google me, you will find me. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube. I'm everywhere. So just Google. You'll find me. <laughs> nice. Thank, and thank thank you so much for joining us. Like it was uh, it was awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, it was really nice to meet you. Yes. Yeah, I just that's... found out my wife had to work earlier than she was supposed to have off yesterday and, or tomorrow, and she works at seven a.m. So that's the other reason why I got to run a little early. Oh, hey, no, no problem, man. Thanks, thanks so much for hanging out. All right, and I'll you guys have a good night. Talk to you in a couple right, of days. We'll see you next time. Good night, Mike. Right, see you. Bye. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, another thing I was thinking about about Sonic was well, just be, when you're talking about the animals, I was like, well, where are the animals in the movie? Like, when are they going to show up? But that's a, that's a whole different right. thing. I thought it was weird. There were no there were no animals yet in Sonic. You get the human animal. Yeah. What? What? A uh, Cyclops? Whatever that guy. Just people. <laughs> yeah. The I, people are the animals. I was thinking about that when I was watching Sonic Two. I was like, because are there humans? I was like, in Sonic games? I was like, no. shouldn't Sonic beats rescuing I mean, animals? That's what he's been doing right, since the Genesis. Little chipmunks and yeah. Things. Yeah. I was I was kind of because I was enjoying the movie rescuing uh, a bunch of primates. I was enjoying parts of it, and I was like, you know, what about the animals? Where are they? Maybe Sonic 3. We are the animals. We can get to that. There was another really big trailer that we'll get to in a second. I do want to mention this just really quickly. Star Wars Celebration was last week, and the one Nintendo announcement that came out of it was that Knights of the Old Republic 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch, which I've never played. Next week. Next fucking week. So so I'm going to try my hardest to hammer down and get through Knights of the Old Republic before it comes out. Wow. This is my plan. That's soon. Well, I got like eight days. I'm like halfway through the game. The game's not that long. Like a nice real public's only You're like gonna 30 be hours. Play a Mass Effect before we know it. I've already played Mass Effect. I'm good on that. 
Uh, I, I played Mass Effect two and three. I'm, I'm good. But no, uh, Andromeda but, boy. But but uh, Knights of the Old Republic two. I've never played it, and I read somebody's post a long time ago about like uh, not that long ago, but on on the internet about dealing with your own backlog and stuff. And they had some really good points about like you know only buy games when you're going to play them, or like don't actually look at sales, or don't wait for sales. Like if you want to play a game, buy the game and play the game. Like, don't wait for it to go on sale. And if it's on sale and you don't have time to play it, don't buy it. You know, like that type of thing. And I was thinking about that. That's hard, though. And I was like, like, it'll never be yeah. a lower price than the now. I know, but it. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, I really want to play two, but I have. But I'm gonna make myself beat one. So if I can't, even if I can't beat one by the time two comes out, I'm still gonna wait and try to beat one. Is what I'm gonna try to do. Wow. But but I am pretty. But I'm. I'm at least like halfway through. Like I know I do know where the main reveal is and i'm kind of kind of close to that i'm a couple planets away so anyway, regardless i've been wanting to get back into knights of the old republic one so that's cool but yeah two never played it really want to i mean i it, do on kotor as well i've barely played people were kind of divided on that some people loved it some people didn't uh but uh there was a new pokemon trailer that came out this week i watched it i watched it like in the morning right before i got in the shower before i got to, before i went to work but uh <laughs> but um and that's what I said as my nickname earlier, is that Reed Richards uh, was confirmed as being a character in Pokemon Violet, because that prof- that basically, the trainer, the professor in the uh, lab coat, basically looks exactly like Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four comics. I can see that. And he's even and wearing, Pichu- even like the purple like jumpsuit that he's wearing, kind of looks like the blue Fantastic Four, like, you know, like tights that they wear. And, and I, I saw like other people comparing it to other things, but I'm like... That's like young Reed Richards. Like you even have like the kind of the shaved side, but Reed has like the white hair on the side and all that. So that's what I automatically saw. I was like, I'm get, I'm I'm already planning on getting the Violet version, so I get to pretend that it's a Fantastic Four game, also. And, and Le- Peach Hands in it. And uh, and LeChunk. LeChunk is fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, Peach Hand. I call it Peach Hand because I've been watching Rama half on my. Uh... Oh, is that what you meant on your Twitter thing? I didn't. I didn't know what you meant on that. I, I commented on it anyway, but I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, I've been watching Rama one half on a uh, Hulu, and yeah, I just like that's a, that's one of those animes I was always like, I gotta watch through this. It's just so fascinating. I wanted to. It's I want, really good. I wanted to return I, I got to it. Hooked on it. I tried to return to it, but hopefully it gets past this. Like, because in the first couple episodes. There's too much of it, like oh my god, I got hit by water and now I'm a girl. Like that's yeah. There were too many really jokes obnoxious. like that. Like I'd that, say the first four it, or five it got really, are like that. It got too repetitive like that for me. I'm like, okay, well yeah. this is dumb. Where it's like super, super like gender, you know, actually, you know gender like, stereotype bullshit no, no, no. stuff. Like I don't gender know. stereotypes do not stop being a thing yeah. so far from what I've where seen. Where it's so. like I'm fighting somebody. Oh my god, I I got hit by water and I'm naked also and I'm a woman. I mean, you kind of like, accept okay. it because like <laughs> you know I'm in like <laughs> the late part of season two at this point and Akame, who's Akame Tendo, who is the the original fiance of Ranma, is like going with him on his mission because she has to cook the food for him while he's fighting his mission. So it's like super like, Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Sexist so it's very much regard. like all, oh, of her, like the, all of her family's like, you have this. to go along. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she's well, a really sucks. bad cook. So that's the humor of it. Like she's just such a bad cook. Like, Oh wait, she used vinegar instead of wine. Oh wait, she put mayonnaise instead of this well, that. Yeah. That, that feels kind of, there's se- funny cooking. Right? Jokes that feels kind of sexist too, where it's like, Oh, but it's super sexist. Yeah. Well, she's a woman. She doesn't know how to do anything. Whatever. And know. then a there's a guy man. who is P Chan, who is uh, a, right? it's been like long time since I watched it. 
Peach Ann's well, the guy who plays the guy who plays Peach Ann, or rather, the guy who's the human version of Peach Ann. I'm forgetting his name now, but he pretends like he likes the food. He's like the only guy that gets it. It's like just pretend like you like the food, man. Like you don't have to tell her it sucks because you're gonna get her pissed off. And so there's a whole other. It, it there's a lot of sexism without a doubt. Even the yeah, everything about it's very sexist. But if you push that aside, realize it was made in 1989. You know, there's a lot of really funny. Like it's it's essentially a parody of anime at the time, and that's why it's kind of cool to watch. It's like watching a, a Saturday Night Live from 1989. If you can kind of like put yourself in those britches, then you could start a you can sort of start to find Rama to be really fucking funny. No, man, I liked it when it was out. I, I just tried watching yeah. it again, and it was hard getting past that stuff for me. But uh, but Pokemon, with the new Pokemon trailer, looks great. Like, I mean, I think it looks, I thought it looked really good. Like, I thought the characters in it looked looked good. And I, and I feel like there, there's like a part in the trailer where I think, I don't know if other people have said this, but I feel like it looks like you can catch Pokemon without being in a battle. Did you see that, Jeremy? There's a part where you, where your character where it shows your character throwing a ball at a Pokemon and your other Pokemon is nowhere in sight. I must confess I didn't actually get a chance to watch the video. Damn it! I thought you'd be here with me because you're the only one that cares about Pokemon. I mean, I care about Pokemon, I but I'm I'm um, kind of just resting on my laurels about this one. Like, I think I'm gonna probably be hype when it comes out and buy it, but it's just still like so far away that I'm not excited yet. Okay, well, well, there's a couple things that, that have that have been like resonating on the internet from this trailer. Um, number one, uh, there's talk of there being like online co-op, like four-player co-op, which is pretty cool. Like, I guess more than cool. more than the last game had. Uh, another thing, which I think is really really huge, is that is that people are that what they're saying in like through the trailer and what Pokemon Company directly like through Twitter is saying is that the game can be completed in any way that you want. Like, there's no actual like structure. To which, to which, like gyms you can go to and what areas you can go to, which I think is really cool. So they're trying to make it actually like full on open world where you can do. I don't remember their exact you words. You can kind of do everything in however way. Supposedly, I mean that's what they're saying on Twitter. They essentially say really you're cool. not at the mercy of the story, which is yeah, yeah, probably not how they said it, but that's the inti- like the intention behind the words. Yeah, something like that. And as you can you can see in the you can see in the trailer here. Um, it, there, the, the shows like the wonder trade or like some sort of online trade where like your pokeball goes out into the, goes out into the clouds and comes back. It's a different one. It shows them passing each other. Like, I'm pretty sure that's hopefully that's wonder trade, but it's some sort of online thing. But there is a, there, there is a video like in the, in the, in the trailer, there's a part where it looks like it shows your, your character catch a Pokemon outside of battle. And that's obviously what I'm really looking forward to because. You know, that was a huge thing about Arceus that I love so much was just being able to catch him without even fighting him, you know. And LeChunk. LeChunk is a total darling. It's this new pig Pokemon that looks amazing. I will never not think of LeChunk as Pichan. Sure. But no, I mean, watch. give the trailer a watch. It looks really cool. Uh, they, they, showed, they showed the legendaries. They gave the official release date, which I'm pretty sure I predicted this when they had the other one, because they released them always at the same time every pokemon comes out in uh, like in you know in the middle of november it's what is it what when does when is um when is thanksgiving normally right it's like the last thursday of the month something like that it's like the third okay i think it's the 24th so basically my prediction was that the game would come out the friday before thanksgiving because that's how it always does 
And it is coming out the 18th, which is the Friday before Thanksgiving. Because every Pokemon, every new Pokemon always comes out November, right before Thanksgiving. So You're like, which of these do I want to roast and eat? <laughs> uh, the Lechunk, of course. I'm into pork. But uh, no, I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I remember when this originally got announced, uh, you know, we made a pack that if we both get it, we'll get separate ones. And I still, yeah. I still want the purple one. You're calling purple. I'm calling purple, yeah. So I'm getting Johansson. Even though I do think that the dragon... Or rather, in, I am getting Scarlet, right? Yeah, I, I do think the dragon in the Scarlet one looks cooler. Because the dragon, the legendary, has like this like buzzsaw-looking thing like in its neck. That I think looks pretty rad. Don't you mean legend? Wait for it, Derry. Sure. <laughs> Whatever that means. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the legendary character looks really cool. But yeah, no, uh, it's made me more excited for a new Pokemon. And I was just, when I was in the shower, like after watching this trailer today, I was like, I still can't believe that we got two big Pokemon games in one year. You know, I still can't believe that we had something, we had Arceus and now Scarlet and Violet in the same year. And I understand like, it's probably because of the COVID and like everything getting pushed back and all that. But I mean, they're a fucking all-star team and they are like Nintendo where they've got their different divisions. Yeah, I know they have just... different divisions, but it's still, it's still, I just can't believe that like Arceus and like a brand new generation of Pokemon. Like, they're probably the already year. working on the, the sequel to Arceus, you know, like that's probably already a thing. I hope so. I do too. That was a fantastic game. Arc two is. I put like almost 150 hours in that game. It was stupid. I fucking love that game. I played the crap and out it was, of it. It's going to be on my game of the year list. Oh yeah, it's going to be at this point. It's going to be up there somewhere. I'm sure. It's going to be on my top ten for sure. And you know what else is going to be on there? Switch Sports, probably. Elden Ring. Ron, no, Ron that's Man. not on Switch. I don't know. I do love the era we live in, you know. I've said it repeatedly on the show to the point it might be tiring to hear, but I just I look back at our origins when we were in this drought of content and, and now we just there's just so much and we're more plugged in and I just I love it. I love that the switch five years into its lifespan, more than five years actually, is still thriving and still competing with you know, this week they did announce uh PS five pro kind of. So that's something to think about. Right. Like, and they're that, well, that's, moving on. I mean, well, that's weird because so many people still can't buy PS5. So it's like, why why release another version of it? Also, like... Exactly. And another thing I was thinking about, you know, proposing as a topic for this episode, if nothing else happened, was the fact that, like, you know, during the, Ninten- during the Star Wars celebration, when they announced the new Star Wars game that's a sequel of uh, whatever, Jedi, whatever the fuck it's called, oh, um, yes. it's only, like... Um, it's not Jedi Outcast. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it was called with the fucking dude from uh, Shameless in there. Um, he played the Joker in that shitty Gotham show also. But um, I don't remember what it's called. Jedi Alliance or Order or whatever. Anyway, they're making a sequel to that. And it's only Next Generation. It's only PS5. It's only Series mm-hmm. X. And also like the new Batman game, whatever, Gotham Knights. That's only Series X. That's only like there's there's these new like games that are just like completely dropping. I actually would the love PlayStation to do another- for xbox one stuff so that's kind of putting switch in a little bit of a pickle there let's do another like, drunk episode of nintendo main where we riff on ps5 and xbox yeah but, I don't, but we don't have it well i guess we didn't have it then either we just talked about no. balloons no I, I was just thinking about like you know just where nintendo's at it's like everybody's dropping this shit and going straight to the next thing it's like i think nintendo's in a great spot and they're proving it over and over again yeah. like well, they're just they are gonna so have to re-release actually, switch to or whatever 
in the sales uh, last week in Japan, they were uh, occupying the entire top 10. Yeah. It was Nintendo Switch for the entire top 10. Well, that's probably a major oh, reason because Japan, well, yeah. I mean, Japan doesn't give a shit about, uh, well, definitely don't give a shit about Xbox. They haven't given a shit yeah. about Xbox ever, I don't think. So, so, so there you go. I mean, it was always really hard to try to get that to sell there. They even got like, they had that like blue dragon that like had like some of the Dragon Quest people working on it and all that. That was a big thing for the original Xbox. Couldn't get, couldn't get Japanese people to be into it, but yeah. I mean, well, also like the handheld market is big in Japan as well. And, you know, Switch being handheld, like really, you know, really, really has that going. So yeah, people are on the go a lot and they're on those trains, very minimalistic. I don't know. Like maybe this, the Steam Deck will get big in Japan. Yeah. Hmm. I doubt it. Speaking of being on the go, I got two news items that I want to talk about, and then I got to take off. All right. Well, I, um, we, we should all take off after those two news items. Let's just say whatever you got to say, and we'll wrap it up. I, sure. think, I think I already said what I want I'll to take say. Take it all off. One is that we're coming up on E3 season, or what would be E3 season. Yeah, right. Um, if there were an E3. I call it E3 season. E3 season. Yes. It's I, call E3-son. It, I call it E0 because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> So actually, uh, it kicks off tomorrow, June 2nd, is Sony's State of Play. So already, one of the big three is given their conference. I and I do have to say one quick thing about Sony. I do kind of want to buy. I do want to see what what like the the what the Sony Switch Online is, or what the the Sony PlayStation Online is. You know, because they have mm-hmm. that thing where you're going to be able to play all the old PlayStation One games and all that. The right. PS Five is like a top grade gaming computer. Like, well, but, I mean, you can do it worth on the, owning. Well, you can do it on the PS Four also. I'm just saying that I'm, I mm-hmm. might dip into it for a month just to see how it is, just to see how all the all the like retro stuff runs and all that. Because I like the idea of like paying like twenty bucks and getting like I don't know. 20 titles or whatever for that you know like i don't know what's all on there but i am interested in whatever they whatever they have going for that and then let uh, me dust off my ps4 june 9th thursday june 9th is the summer game fest at 2 p.m um and there's just a whole slew of shows after that kotaku's got this article uh rounding them all up if you want some of the details uh look for look for kotaku's article but i'm excited for e3 or whatever you want to call this whole season I expected Nintendo no three. direct <laughs> in the second week of June because that's yeah we need I to um, think of I was gonna say three usually is like a little further into June like it's like after the tenth right it's usually June twelfth yeah we, yeah we we did a little bit of a of a, of like a direct prediction last week like kind of half assed but we have to do like a full direct prediction because you you know. Next thing, it's going to show up out of nowhere, and we will have not right. had a prediction. So maybe we'll try to do I it believe, for next week yeah. or something. Within one week, we will know if it hasn't already happened what the Nintendo Direct is for E3. Yeah. Yep. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is more just a, a fun one, but somebody actually hacked the Power Glove to work with the Switch. And I think that's awesome. Holy shit. In, like with the in, whole like, what, setup or how does it work? In what way? Like in the motion way or just the motion way. So he's got it working with, um, like with, we, with Mario with Kart sports? live. So okay. he's driving the Mario Kart around his living room by tilting his hand back and forth and uh, playing Mario Kart live. Oh, that's weird. Cause well, Mario Kart live doesn't actually use motion controls. It would use. I thought it used like. Uh, didn't you use touch for it? Or well, I guess you use you use controller to. But you don't actually. I don't know. I don't have Mario Kart yeah. Live, so don't quote me on that. That's yeah, actually about that. This guy's name is Niles Mitchell, and the article is from Gizmodo. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that's so cool. 
any any anything bringing the power glove back to modern usage i'm there for it i want to see him both strikes with it on switch sports that's what i was hoping i mean i would say. love if i could repurpose my power glove without actually you know ripping into it and exactly yeah. like if it could be plugged into some adapter and then function like that'd be really cool yeah a power glove power glove high five to that guy yeah. <laughs> i just uh I guess uh, one more thing before we go. This is just this is just a funny thing that somebody. It's I don't think we'll be playing in that way, but somebody like uh, data mined Animal Crossing in a way to find out that in 38 years from now it won't be playable anymore. Like, what does That's that right. even mean? That means that the dates that this, the game uh, recognizes only goes until 2060. It's basically a that, Y2K, but it's yeah, a Y260 exactly. or a Y260, right? Just to throw that, That's right. just to throw throw that to 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 Jess. I mean, I'm sure there'll be other Animal yeah. Crossings by then. To for, Jess, for I mean, we've seen the death of the eShops for, yeah, for, exactly. for them to play after that. No, uh, yeah, J- Jess was saying we were playing. We were playing Animal Crossing. Thirty eight years from now, earlier, like a, just for whatever reason, and they were like, uh, "Once I get all the arts, then the art stuff, then I won't have to play it anymore." And I'm like, "You'll still play it. You play it every day, <laughs> you know." This I think they just a service. I think they just like to see well it's also like their town's really nice and the house is really nice and the mm-hmm. you know the villagers are nice. It's just a very it's just a cozy place, you know, to be and all that stuff. Oh no, they've done a great job. Their town's the best town that I've visited, short of like fuchsia is as comparable, but I really do like Jess's pretty good. Yeah, it's a place that uh they always say that that's where we would like to go. On vacation, it's the Animal mm-hmm. Crossing town <laughs> with with the baths everywhere outside and and constant waterfalls and all that stuff. But yeah, uh, I think that's good for this episode. We can wrap it up here. Uh, thanks so much, Mike. Uh, you left already, but thanks. <laughs> but thank you for coming on and all that. And and everybody, please check out games games my mom found. I thought it was a really cool podcast to be a part of, and and Laser Time is a great community be to be a part of as well. If you're not part of that, you meet really cool people like Mike and all that stuff. So. Check that out. There'll be there'll be like uh, links to it in the notes and all that stuff. And if you wanna if you wanna throw us extra money, uh, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can hear our most recent Patreon only episode about our top ten favorite NES games, which I think was one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Like we really got passionate about it. It was a longer one, it's like a three hour one, but I think the edit was good and you can hear you know, Bunesfeld, free throw, whatever on there, see what you see what you think about it. Bunesville. And, and and all that stuff. And it, it was fun to do. Not to mention that the uh the WRT radio will be up soon as well on the five dollar level for that. So if you want to throw us extra money or if you want to support the show more like, um, check that out and you get to hear bonus episodes. We have a lot of them. There's like forty some on there, something like that. So you can see all that stuff. Um not to mention we're on we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch. Uh Jeremy and I are on Twitter at jmaxstack and at Nintendo underscore domain. So you can check us out on there. Also like twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. All that shit. Anyway, thanks for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Rukowski. Bunesville. <laughs> we'll, see you ne- we'll see you bye, next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bunesville. <laughs>